Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Just remember to shut it back off when you uh, try to talk. Turn it back on? Whatever. Forget it. Let's go. Let's do some recording. Let's do this. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. Fred. Greetings. And we got our very good friend, first time on the show, Ron Riccio. What's going on, people? Hey, Ron. <laughs> uh, this is episode number 116, a lineup with Ron Riccio. Nice. All right. So let's catch up with everyone's week first. Who wants to go first? Whoever wants to go first. I'm not saying a word. <laughs> fine, fine, I'll do it. All right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Since I've had a couple of episodes that I, I haven't been here for, I've been playing catch up uh with them recently, and I know I'm a little out of out of touch. Uh so I didn't realize how much harassment and abuse and uh even getting fired that had been going on while I wasn't on the show. So I'm I'm starting to <laughs> To, to understand where some of these little snide comments have been coming from. Ooh, who fired um, you? I don't even know where that came from. Yeah, you and, and uh, Alan, Adam, Andy. It's one of those A guys. Uh, it, was, it was Andy. It was, it was yeah, Andy Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> some, some A guy. He, uh, <laughs> You guys fired me. So um, now the last time I was out, and, and poor Steve, he thinks it's because Kevin's not here, which, you know, there there, there is something to that. I do love being here with Kevin. Um, was my wife's fault. Yeah, that's her echoing in the background. Um, <laughs> she, she, she decided that the night that I was doing a podcast that she had to do a little plumbing work. Her, she ordered a bidet. Okay, the little butt washing thing. Right. And she wanted to install it into the toilet herself without my help. That lasted all about 10 seconds. She couldn't even shut off the water. So, she called me out there, and I'm like, I'm already having trouble with the computer. The mouse, the the touchpad on this thing had gone bad, and it, and it was it was acting up for a couple of days where the mouse would like jump all over the screen and accidentally click on things. I don't know. That never cleared up. I had to hold on to the story. So um, she calls me in there. She says that that the the faucet, the the knob, um, this the turn, whatever it's called, wouldn't shut off, and so. She was turning it the wrong direction. I turned it off or left her to it, came back in here to get on the podcast. She let me know that it's flooded in there now. So that's when I told you guys that um, I was not going to be able to participate in the podcast that night. And turned out Kevin wasn't either, apparently. And nope. so I spent the next uh, hour or so swearing it at the toilet. Uh, not at my wife, because I love her. Um, but yeah, so... Eventually, there was a completion of this bidet. Now, she couldn't, you know, she couldn't wait until it was my day off and we could actually go to the store to buy plumbing supplies that were eventually needed. I was able to modify the stuff we had. I don't know. It, it, she's special. Um, but now she can wash her butt in, in, in pleasure. And, um, yeah, that's where I was. Damn, dude. You got balls um, of steel talking about your wife like that on the podcast <laughs> with her in the background yelling at you. <laughs> yeah. So oh, like, oh, did you not see the 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 anniversary cup she bought me? I don't think I saw that. Oh, yeah. It was it was uh so she bought me it's she shaped like it. a pistol? No, no, no. It's it's <laughs> like one of the um the Yeti style, but it's the the Walmart brand. 
um, cup. And she had it laser engraved with a quote and a quote that she actually said to me. Oh, I did see that. Now I know what you're talking about. I do not appreciate your interpretive dance. Now get out of the kitchen before I murder you. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So that, that was my, my week. Awesome. And yes, no RC involved. Fred, you got to fly something soon, dude. Dude, I'm itching. I bet, man. We heard how wintertime up here is summertime down there, and it's your flying season, and you're you're cleaning up the bathroom. Oh, dude, it's well, work has been crazy because it's the it's that nice time of year where they want you to do all these events. You know, we just had a 5K race in the park last weekend, um, so I I put some extra hours in for that, and you know, you got all the other different stuff. This is when you get your trainings in, and we got a prescribed fire hopefully this week. Um, you know, so they've been, they've sent me down to some of the other state parks in there to help them with some projects. And yeah, every time I turn around, we're doing something. So there's not been a whole lot of free time. Fred, where are you at? I'm in Florida. Oh, nice. Yeah. So two weeks ago, I went to Fort Lauderdale to get on my cruise ship. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm up by Panama city. Okay. Panama. I heard the Panama cruises are, are the bomb. Watch the. Watch the ship uh, change ports and uh, how they lock them in the tank and then lower the water down. Wrong Panama. That's Panama Canal in the <laughs> in the, the, in the country of Panama. This is Panama City in Florida. I know. Um, joking. <laughs> well, you laugh. I, 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 when I people first... actually get that mixed up? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how big the no. locks are. Wow. <laughs> well, dude, we went Whoa. up to Newark, New York, and it was upstate New York, and people thought it was Newark, New Jersey. So, so <laughs> we're going to airport. crap tonight. Okay, guys, so I'm going to go ahead and put it on mute. <laughs> let, let me know when it's time for the outro. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. No, right. I need Fred on the show. <laughs> All right, who's going next? Well, I'll go, dude, since okay. I, uh, I never go second. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dude, I got a chance to do some flying on Sunday, which was cool. Um, uh-huh. Brought out the Oxy. I was on call. Brought out the Oxy in the 690 and uh, flew the Oxy a couple of times. Had some fun with that. Flew the 690 once, and then I had to leave. I was on a call. But I did pick up a club member was selling a used S-Bac. Yeah. Uh, and I picked up that from Ricky Cricky, and that's uh, the FMS S-Bac. Yep. And a pretty nice looking plane, except he did some bastardization to the landing gear he he stuck wood and epoxy and plexiglass in there trying to get that landing gear to straighten out yeah i I almost sent you a picture and he black taped it to round together and hot glued it and i was like oh my god so i went online for like 12 bucks and ordered the correct pieces and i was like i'll just start new and put this back in there and you know, I'll go from there. I know where he's coming from though because I mean this is basically what I did with my Sequoia you know the landing gear kept bending back yeah. and I would flip it around and I would put wedges in and fill the cracks with hot glue and all that but uh, it was it was pretty it was pretty funny when I was ripping it all apart I was laughing plexiglass but, I can't yeah. believe that yeah. yeah you just gotta learn how to catch it midair take the landing gear off yeah well <laughs> I've had a few flights like that too especially after I rip the landing gear off <laughs> when it comes in contact with a runway mm-hmm. but um after that uh was I've been 3d printing more parts to the 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 edge from uh 3d lab print and uh that's been coming out great until i had an issue one morning where 
my 3D printer itself had broken some parts on it. And I think it was me trying to get the parts out. Like, I don't have any NG code where it says raise the Z-axis up or, you know, shut the temperature off at this and, you know, raise the Z-axis up or whatever, which I really have to figure out because I want to do that at the end of the print. So what happens is my nozzle stops and wherever it stops, it stops and then everything cools down. And so the, the, the model or whatever I'm printing is stuck to the bed and it's also stuck to the nozzle. So I kind of oh, have to boy. like crack everything apart and it's been fine. In my, you know, early days of 3D printing and wanting to put together another 3D printer, I printed the parts for the, the, you know, the do-it-yourself 3D printer with like 20% infill, not knowing that I probably should have done like 50. So mm-hmm. those are the parts that started failing. I had to reprint a few already, you know, about a month ago, but these are major parts now. It's basically holds the extruder, the whole thing in. I'm, I'm just yeah, kind of the whole re- Z axis, right? Right. Right, the whole Z and the whole, um, what is that, X, Y? The whole X axis, too, those parts. So I have to, okay. I reprinted those. I got those in, and then I wound up breaking something else. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to set it up to redo the whole, everything on the the X axis that holds the extruder in and everything, everything that moves back and forth that way, which uh, won't be too bad to, to rip that out and replace it because at least I don't have to take everything back apart because the rollers are in there, and they're all just, like, zip-tied on. It's pretty... uh ingenious design so i got to do that uh that's in the process of printing right now what else did i do oh i fixed the, i fixed the, i said i fixed the 285 or no no yeah i had fixed no, that ag- again nice. yeah because i had tried to take that off in the park down the street from my house last time i flew i think it was a couple weeks ago and i wound up hitting the gravel and smashing the tail blades and smashing the main blades and i bent the spindle shaft of course so I, I mean, it was really slight, but I said, eh, I got it apart. I'll just, I'll just, you know, I'll replace it. And then I also counted the tail, the tail pulley teeth and I had 15. So I wanted to change that to speed it up a little bit. And hopefully I went the right way. All I had was a 14. So I went down and that shouldn't make it go slower. Wait, you had a 14 tooth and you went down a 13? No, I had a 15 and I went down oh, to 14. Yeah, so that should speed it up. That should speed it up. Yeah. Yep. And that was it. That's all. That's what I've been up to, man. Awesome. It, w- it was cool to get out in the snow on Sunday just to and see everybody, the hardcore crew and all that, you know? Mm-hmm. It wasn't a bad day either. I mean, it was kind of chilly a little, but it wasn't too bad. No, it wasn't bad at all, man. Not for late February, early March. Yeah. I mean, we're in March, but we've had some... It's been cold. We've had some chilly weather, some unseasonably cold weather. Right. But it's, yeah, it's been, been all mixed, though. Yeah. It's been crazy because there'll be like one week where it'd be 50 degrees and all the snow melts, and then we get hit with like a nor'easter. And like, I guess this past couple of weeks, we got hit with two nor'easters. I don't know. It's, it's wacky weather we got here. Yeah. So what have you been up to, man? Um, I don't know how much you love that. Oh, uh, <laughs> I kill you. <laughs> Flew on Sunday, right? I kill uh, you. Met up, with a, <laughs> met up with a bunch of guys. Uh, so I did a bunch of flights on the Oxy 3 and 4. I think like 3 on the 3 and about 4 or 5 on the 4. Uh, and then I started up the Black Nitro and, uh, you know, a club member, uh, Tony was like, dude, you're leaking. You're leaking there. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, oh shit, I see nitro fuel on the table. Oh. So, um, <laughs> the Black Nitro, the, I guess the grommet for the, I don't know, fuel line where, 
I guess you basically push in like a little nipple thing for the fuel line. Right. That that kind of connects to your clunk on the inside. That grommet wore out for some reason. I've only had four flights on it. It's brand new. And I think it's partly due to the way I installed it. I think I might have uh, installed it wrong. But, yeah, it wore out. And basically, I was like, I pulled the fuel line. And it was just like, it was just open. And I just saw fuel leaking out. You know, it's a full tank. So, I was like, okay. So, as soon as the motor started, it pressurized that tank. and just started leaking like crazy. So, I have that on order. It's not a big deal. It's like a $9 part. Okay. So, I'll get that going. Uh, let's see. The... N7. So I brought out, it was like basically the oxys and nitro. That was my weekend. I was like, I'm going to fly. I brought a gallon and a half or whatever was in my Jersey modeler tank and then a fresh gallon. I'm going to fly the crap out of these nitros. Um, I flew about five times on the N7. And I really got to say, like, I put the switch blades on there and I started, you know, I flew it, what? We flew it at, at South Jersey uh, with you, Ron, when we were at the I'm going to call it the 700 XN Maiden Day. <laughs> that little uh, fun yeah. fly that just kind of everyone, you know, <laughs> uh, had a 700 XN never made anything. But I flew it there and, I, you know, it was great to fly it there. I was kind of nervous. I haven't flown in like this whole winter. So I was like, okay, let me take it easy. And then I brought it out with the switchblades and threw it up in the air. And I don't know. I had cyclones on there before. Cyclones are loud and they have a lot of pop. But these switchblades have the um, cyclic response. This thing flips so much faster. I wasn't even used to it. I had to like turn it down a little. Um, really? But it felt really good. Yeah, yeah. I really noticed the blades. It was weird. I never noticed blades. <laughs> well, now are they yeah. are they more rigid? The stiff blade or switchblades? Are they stiffer or? I mean, it's hard to tell. I don't want to bend them that much. Them, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that mu- they must be then if you're getting that much more response. You know. They're a little. They're really similar to the edge design when the edge blades were out. Yeah, edge blades were always really stiff. Yeah, so they're probably okay. stiff. Yeah, I don't know. You know, with the center of gravity, these are the XF, so they're like the edge, um, whatever the 3D edge version, right? And the cycle response is great. I, I've, I was blown away with it. And I was having fun. It was, I wasn't even like disconnecting my receiver pack. I was just land. Fill the tank back up, start it up, and right, go right back out. Nice. It was just me. It was just me, Mike, and um, and uh, uh, what do you call it? McToon, Ron, Rob. There, you know, like that was all. That was it. So we were just going whatever. You know, they're charging their batteries. So I was like, I'm nitro. I'm filling back up. I'm going back up. <laughs> so so that was cool. Um, let's see what else happened. Uh, yeah, I picked up a generator for the hobby. Nice. And the guy at Home Depot is like. Oh, are you still without power? I was like, no. <laughs> this is for my hobby. <laughs> He's like, char- oh, okay. This is to charge batteries. This charge it. This this to charge toy helicopter batteries. You know. <laughs> so I bought a Ryobi. Um, you know, because you had such great luck with yours, and I, I mean, I know I've since I've known you, and you've had that, and we've been. I mean, just using the crap out of it. I'm, I'm, you know, charging 20, 30, 40 amps sometimes off that charger, off my, you know, 4010 on that generator, and it's holding up pretty awesomely. So I was like, all right, I'll get the Ryobi. It's five ninety nine. It's it's cheaper than the Honda, and it's in stock. So I'll go pick one up. Yeah, dude, I just can't see paying two grand for the hobby or for the Honda one. I just yeah. can't see paying that. Well, was it two grand or was it like a, I thought it was a thousand? Oh, maybe maybe it's like twelve hundred. Yeah, something like that. Twelve hundred. Yeah, 
I mean, you know, I know it's a good, you know, Hondas are great, right? You can't go wrong with the Honda, but I mean, you had really good luck with the Ryobi. So, and I'm, I'm a fan of the green. I'm a fan of all the Ryobi tools. I even bought a garage door opener, an electric garage door opener. And guess what? It's a Ryobi. <laughs> yeah. And I really haven't heard anybody having any kind of problems with that. Yeah, yeah. generator. So that's cool. Yeah, and th- this one we, and I saw. Yours is we saw, updated, right? Yours is mm-hmm. newer than mine. The one like that Charles had. At yeah, Fest. exactly. Yeah, that. So that's the first time we saw this version, which was the Bluetooth one that had like you can basically check your fuel levels from your phone and all that stuff and alerts and whatever. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah, so I mean, for the same price, um, they actually have yours. It's now cheaper. I think it doesn't have any of that computer, you know, Bluetooth enabled stuff. And I think it's only four ninety nine now. Wow! It's yeah, it's a hundred bucks cheaper. So, but I figure if I'm throwing in some money for this stuff, might as well spend it and do it. So I got I got the six ninety nine one. I mean the five ninety nine one, the twenty three hundred watt, and it's supposed to be super quiet. Yours was always quiet. In my book, you know. Yeah. I know. I know. All the Honda people are like, "No way, Hondas are still quieter." Yeah, probably, but it's still pretty damn quiet. It's not no Harbor Freight special. We'll say that. <laughs> we got a lot of loud mouths in Jersey, so they talk right over it. No problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Me being so, one. Yeah, myself. I'm, I'm always loud. Uh, let's see. I put a deposit down. I wonder what for. I'm sure people can guess. A deposit down? <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. It's $200 non-refundable, which is kind of a hard pill to swallow. Like, really? Non-refundable? But so like once you commit, that's it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm already committed with V control anyways. So whatever. Oh, now that you said that, I know what you're talking about. But, geez, I had no idea. Yeah. So I put a down payment for the new V control touch uh, that should be coming out again summertime, which I thought was coming out sooner. I thought I heard May. Yeah. I thought it was like May, you know, but. All the Facebook stuff says summer 2018. Uh, to me, summer's not until June. So, I don't know. June what, 21st or something? That's what, that's what I always... Yeah, sometime. I mean, yeah, June. When it gets hot. Get when, when it's unbearable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when kids okay. get out of school. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. Besides that, I was going to fly to Black Thunder this past weekend. And, you know, just looking over the helicopter before I put in the car, I was like, oh, this thing needs maintenance. I, I'm like 150 or so flights on it. Never did anything on it. Never, like, even checked any screws or, you know. So I was just like, okay, let me let me take this. I want to put the uh, the new mount from Doug Darby, the fly barless mount. Okay. Oh, nice. So, you know, the one that lays flat on the transmission tray. I wanted to put that on there, and I was like, all right, if I'm going to do that, i got to kind of get the screws I need for the post, so I'm going to have to take the tail boom off. And while I'm at that point, I might as well just take the whole helicopter apart, rebuild it, you know, get new bearings for all around, new shims, new everything, just kind of redo everything. So that way, uh, come, you know, springtime, it'll be, like, ready to go, full blast. Because I'm flying the Black Night Show that first day of flying it, the main and I think the fourth flight, when I started tuning the motor a little, like, it felt good. It felt really, like, tight and responsive. And I feel like my Black Thunder doesn't feel like that anymore. And, I, I, you know, granted, it could be because of the weight difference, but also I think it's just the head's getting really loose. Just, you know, it's just kind of beat up. So it's time to at least get some dampeners or harder dampeners and, and get that set up again. Uh, let's see. Yeah, 
that's pretty much been my week. So quite a bit. Nice. All right, Ron, what about you? Man, I've been busy. I, nice. Uh, Good. I mean, besides the house stuff, like I've been going crazy with that because I, I, when I got back from vacation, I guess we lost power. We had a bad storm. I guess you said the nor'easter came through here. Well, we missed that, but the power surge knocked my refrigerator out. <clears throat> oh, no. Oh, geez. So I had, to, uh, I, got, I had to order a new control unit for the refrigerator. Oh, so it like shorted it out. Out, like, uh, it didn't it, just like it, turn like, off. Compressor just won't. It did stop kicking on. I was like, and uh, everything's fine. I tested the compressor. I tested all the control units that control the compressor, and mm-hmm. that control unit up front, the main board, has no power to it, and there's no fuses on it or anything. So, damn. Um, yeah, I was able to get a new one for a hundred bucks. So it wasn't that bad. So, oh, okay. And my nice. driver started acting up, so I had to fix that. And then uh, the plumbing deal. So I just got all the parts for that today and got them home. But uh, on the heli side of it, I've been um, that day that we were all out at uh, South Jersey, I was having um, some motor issues. And no matter where I would tune it, it was dumping fuel out of the muffler. But it, when you flew it, it sounded lean. And it was worrying huh. me a little bit. But. So I took it home and went through everything to come to find out the manifold right down at the bottom. I guess when I put it together, I, I'm like usually really ginger with the amount, the amount of um, RTV that I put on there. I don't use a gasket. Yeah, yeah. I guess I was way too ginger on that one. And, and that surface, the machine aluminum surface for that uh, MRCI pipe is so flat. It just pushed all the pushed all the sealer out. So there was a leak on the bottom of the manifold. Oh, okay. That and one of my return, my so I have the two T's in there. There's aluminum T's mm-hmm. um, that you can unscrew and clean for the fuel lines. Okay, yeah. And the return line uh, was like two turns loose, and I didn't realize it, so that was probably sucking air. Right. Wow. So, yeah, it was weird because it, it built up plenty of pressure in a tank, but... Uh, from what I thought, but then when I tightened that up and flew it again, uh, it was not enough pressure at all. But I took it back out and flew it, and uh, tail the tail was doing some weird stuff, I, and I thought it was because of the motor. Um, so I went back through and just I took the tail apart, just went through everything, took it completely apart, soaked it, uh, lubricated it, re, you know, reloctited everything, and then put it mm-hmm. all together. I flew it, and it's great now. So I can't wait nice. to get out to the actual field and start putting some serious flights on it now <clears throat> yeah man uh, feels like it's got a crap ton more power with that mrci pipe on there dude really yeah i noticed a big difference like um it's not fogging nearly as much with uh you know even when i'm easy on the pitch with the power boost pipe and yeah even the hattori's i mean they would still get fat even you know no matter where i was setting my mixture settings at right right you know, after a while, it would just start to load up and bog. But that thing is just, it pulls like a monster. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. That's going to be cool, man. Yeah. So, <laughs> I got, um, I'm slowly switching all my machines over to Soli Neo. So, I got, um, I just got the last Neo I needed for my X. So, now all three of them, the 470, the XN, and the X will all be on Neo. Nice. Yeah. Nice, dude. Uh, I think I'm gonna wait. I'm probably gonna wait like a season at least, cause I uh, to get the V Touch. Yeah. 
I was definitely, I, I was into it, and then all this stuff happened with the pecs plumbing and all, and I spent <laughs> grand today on that, so. Yep, and there goes your V-control money. <laughs> but with my daughter getting interested in it, I, um, you know, I need to get a second radio anyway, so I'm going to keep mine and then buy another one just outright instead of selling it. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, other than that, man, I'm doing a lot of, a lot of simming. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. What do you sim on? I've always been really good at that. I got a real flight seven five. Okay. Um, I've always been very. Ever since I started, uh, 2011 is when I started flying helis, and ever since then, uh, just about every night that I can, which is just about every night, I do at least a half hour of simming. And I try not to do a lot more than that because you really don't retain anything after that. But um, yeah, my and I. Definitely could tell when I was flying um, at South Jersey, even though I wasn't completely comfortable with the machine, uh, just doing my pure circuits and stuff, I was way more comfortable with the sticks. Like, I felt right at home. Cool. Uh, I think this year is going to be an exciting year. Yeah, yeah, it should be. But, yeah, yeah, during this time, I'm always usually in build mode and um, in sim mode. I don't get out a whole lot outside, you know. I try to when I can, but I'm I work a lot this time of year. We're busy, so um, this is when I, you know, try to get my practice in and get all my maintenance and my mm-hmm. <clears throat> and my builds and all that done. So nice, yeah, man. Nice. So yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of we're gonna ask you some more questions when we get into that main topic, um, kind of related. Um, I guess let's go into the main topic then, huh? All right. So how long have you been in the hobby? You said 2011 or Oh, uh, no, just, that's just helicopters. I've been, in, okay. I've been in RC hobby since I was eight, so wow, I'm 40 now, so quite yeah. a long time. Yeah, sure. just, uh, I, I left it for a little while like here and there, but I've always had RC stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when I discovered girls, you know, I took a couple years off there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, then when they started talking back, I went back to the RC. <laughs> <laughs> and that never stops. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the RCs are outlet. You know, that's what we take it out on. And, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, my dad got me in it when I was eight, man. I and he uh, he was heavy into the planes and cars and pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So you started with what did you start with? Did you start flight or on the ground stuff? Uh, my first thing was a was a car. I had a dune buggy. I had a dune okay. buggy that was um, it was a Frankenstein dune buggy with a helicopter thirty five. OS 35 on it. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my it's funny, man, because it was in the 72 megahertz days. Yeah. So the first time my dad ever fired it up for me, he gives he hands me the huge FM gold Futaba radio, right, with the with the six foot long antenna on it, and uh, I take off going across the school parking lot, and I guess it caught a signal from somewhere else, and it just kept on going. Oh no! <laughs> Damn. Full throttle, like all of a sudden I heard it go full throttle because I wasn't even at full throttle. It went full throttle, and we're running after it, man. And it finally like hit a tree or something and just flipped over and just it sounded like it was gonna blow up, you know. Jeez. But yeah, yeah. that and then uh, onto the uh, the huge dihedral wing trainers, man. You know that would just float there in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Never any helicopters back then, though. They were non-existent pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It was- the ones that did were just super hard and expensive to fly. So, yeah, yeah expensive was the word. 
I can remember a couple guys like bringing them to the field and they had the huge landing gear on them and like all they could do is like barely get it off the ground, you know, and they were excited to be able to keep it in one spot. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't that funny? Like now you're like, wow, I'm, I'm getting half Piro flips. And back in the day, it was probably like, I was able to hover for 25 seconds, man. <laughs> yeah. Without drifting. It was in one spot. It was five feet off the ground. Well, the old trainers. Have you ever seen any of the old trainers, Kevin? Yeah. To use like the, they used to use a plate of glass, and they glue you glue servo on three cyclic servos to it, and you put a ball bearing in the center of the glass. And if you could keep the ball bearing in the center of the glass, then you could fly. You could wait, 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 wait. What? I never yeah. saw that. You never seen that? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Look it up on uh, YouTube or something. They they had. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, it was just a piece of like eight by eight glass. And it had three servo horns glued epoxy to it underneath. And they had this like stand with the cyclic servos on it. And you would sit there, you put the, the ball bearing on there and the ball bearing would start rolling one way. You had to, you know, tap the servo to keep it in the center. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah it was cool, but it was hard as crap. Oh man. You know what someone should do? They should hook up, you know, that labyrinth game. It's like, uh, the table yeah. of the, yeah, the, yeah, with the marble. You yeah. have the marble and the holes and stuff in the path, like a little mouse trap, whatever. She should hook that up to an RC controller. Yeah. We're like, okay, you want to fly a helicopter? Get that ball from the starting point to the end. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. that's two. Like Ron's talking three, man. Like an actual, yeah, yeah. you know, cyclic. That's that's crazy, man. Well, I guess it would be similar. Yeah, but, you still get the same plate motion, right? With the right. three, because the way it's hinged or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, interesting. That's that part of it, I, I don't think would be bad, but there, then you throw the tail in the mix, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right? Then you're talking about orientation, and that's just yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you guys can relate. I mean, the first time I ever tried to fly Ellie, you know, I was like, oh, this flies just like a plane. Until I got into the corner and made a turn, and the tail didn't follow, and I was like, what the heck? <laughs> that's that's my exact <laughs> same story. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're flying backwards. <laughs> I'll just go out and fly around like a plane. And I got to a point where I, I, I did a 180 and it was coming back. And I tried to stop it and I was like right into the ground. Yep. <laughs> you know, uh, knife yeah. edged right in. Yeah. Right. That's, that's the killer part. The knife edge. Yep. People don't, yeah. In like, uh, like late 2010, I bought a CP, a blade CP pro mm -hmm. little tiny thing. And, uh, <laughs> it was, it was hilarious, man. Cause I, I could, like on the simulator at the hobby shop, I'm like, oh, I got this. You know, I figured out how to make the tail follow it. And then I take it out to the to the park and I got it like five or six feet off the ground. And I don't know what happened. You know, you know, with plane, you know what it is, is with planes, you're always taught when you get in trouble, you chop the throttle, right? Right. Yeah. So I never really understood the physics of a heli until I actually really got into it. I didn't know. I thought it was the throttle that kept it up in the air. I didn't realize it was the blade pitch. So. You know, my instinct was automatically to chop the throttle when I got in trouble. And, and uh, yeah, sure enough, it would do, drive itself right into the ground. The funny thing is, is now it is chopped the throttle. <laughs> like something goes wrong with the hell, you throttle hold it and you auto it in. <laughs> well, mean, yeah, but not the throttle stick is what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't go full negative. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's what, yeah, that's what you normally do, right? So. Oh, wow, I can man. remember the first 500 I had before I knew anything about LiPo batteries, right? Mm -hmm. 
I'm like, oh, I figured NICADs, you fly them until they die. Like, you fly until you can notice a difference in the motor. <laughs> right, right. The motor says to slow down, right? <laughs> and these cheap zippy compacts on there on the 500. Man, I, I flew that thing for like 10 minutes, right? And the motor was like, it wouldn't even stay in the air anymore. I was like, oh, I guess they're dead. So I bring it down, dude, and like take the canopy off. And I couldn't even literally like, <laughs> strap busting at the seams. They were, they were like marshmallows. Oh, my God. <laughs> they're so puffed up. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, I took him back to the hobby shop. I'm like, what's wrong with these batteries? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. That's funny. What did they say? Like, dude. <laughs> he just looked at me sideways. He's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, you guys never told me anything about lipo care. Like, I didn't know anything about it. Right. I figured it was just like a NICAD, you know? <laughs> you, know, you have to like take it within 20% of its life. Then you charge it back up. Then you got to storage charge it and discharge yeah. Yeah, so much more maintenance than than obviously nickel metal. All right, uh, so let's see. Do you now currently? Do you, I know you you fly helis, but do you also fly planes or any multi rotors? Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I dabble. I have. A, I just actually sold a. I had an FPV. I had a flow rider chassis. Um, my buddy Brian, he said he was heavy into the FPV right away. Like as soon as it started coming out, so he was he was up on everything. So he kind of showed me the ropes and. When I wanted to try it out, he told me what I needed and helped me build it and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, never really, I don't know. I, I mean, I kind of like it. I always get that fishbowl effect with it, though. And I've never, I can get out there, I can fly, I can go in between my swing set in the backyard and fly over over top of the trees, but it really never felt comfortable to me. Sure. But yeah, I fly that. And then obviously, I mean, planes is where I started. So yeah, I like planes. I have a, it's a funny story, man, actually. Um, I had an SU-29 foamy for, I don't know, probably like two years, right? My dad started showing interest in the hobby again. Mm-hmm. So for Christmas, he was asking me, he bought a plane um, that he needed to build, so he needed a radio and stuff. He's asking me what to get, so I found him a DX-8, a Black Edition DX-8, really nice radio. Nice. Got it for him, and then I'm like, all right, well, he's not going to be able to build that one right away, so I finished the foamy. I had everything I needed. Finished the foamy, I bound it to his radio. So he comes over for Christmas, and I'm like, he's like, I'm like, oh, let me go get that radio. I bring the foamy up with me. He's like, no way. He starts flipping out, you know. So I'm like, that is, it was really windy out. So I'm like, that's probably not a good idea to try it today, but you know, take it home with you, try it out. He's like, no, no, let's try it in the backyard. I'm like, I don't know. I said, right, <laughs> keep it below the house. You might, you're probably gonna be all right. Literally 10, 10 seconds into the flight, dude, he goes up above the house. And he's like, what's going on? I don't know what's happening. I'm like, what do you mean? What are you doing? And the wind just right off 60 foot up in a tree. Uh-huh. Couldn't get it down. Sat there for weeks, man. I was like, ah. But, so, yeah, now that one is in my basement again because it finally came out of the tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't really, I don't currently, I have a Cat 21 Great Plains kit that's uh-huh. like three quarters of the way finished um, that I've had for. I don't know, since I was 17. But unfortunately, the helis, you know, once I once I really got into the helis, they take up all my money and time. So with, with yeah. kids and with kids in the house and traveling to events yeah. and all that, I mean, I can't do much more than that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So what do you do for a living, if you don't mind asking? I install perimeter security systems. A lot of big industrial plants that you see that have the high-speed gates, um, access control, card access. 
Yeah, geez, I do the same thing. Yeah, well, I don't, right I don't do the gates, but I do the um, I do the access control and the cameras. I'm a big fabricator, so I do a lot of uh, aluminum welding, stainless steel, steel welding. I have a whole, nice whole setup on my truck, all uh, mobile. Wow. So, a lot of I do a lot of gate repairs, like when gates get hit. I'm really good at bending them back. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So yeah, but I do a lot. I mean, I, that's why I love it. It gives me like I get the wiring end of it. Um, I get programming experience because I'm doing freak drives. I program freak drives and all that that drive the operators. And then uh, I get the fabrication part of it, which is the part that I really love. And I get to work out on my own. You know. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. The schedule's great, and uh, you know I get up every morning, and I love going to work. It's really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah, man. What do you do, Steve? I was wondering that. Uh, I'm a IT engineer, like okay, kind of like a not like help desk, more like desktop support, desktop engineering. Oh, okay. So like you know, I mean, it's kind of weird. Some companies would like. Corporate America, I'd be a desktop engineering person, but in a tech company, we're kind of all grouped together. So, like, I'm part of the help desk team, but what they call an IC3. So, I'm a senior engineer. Basically, I don't do the day to day stuff as much. I do more of like, I'll create scripts and tools and do audits and kind of, you know, just sit down on the computer, basically. Yeah. And bullshit, um, which is fine. It's fun. You know, right. there's always something going on and, I get paid decent for it, so I don't mind. <laughs> hey, man, you know, it's all about what you like. I Yeah. I'm a big believer in that. I I just think, like, this job that I have, I'm like, the day goes by so fast. I'm sure you can relate, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> you get up, you get into the job, and, like, boom, you turn around, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And Well, lately I've been working in Manhattan a lot, so that kind of really sucks. The, the traffic uh, sucks, and then, you know, you pay for your van. I got commercial plates, thank God. So you pay in the street, you park in the street, but it's three hours. So every, you know, you set, you pay for your parking and then you have to set a timer for like two hours, 45 minutes. So you can walk back and pay for it again. Uh, it's, it's tough to get anything done in that city. And then today we actually got, um, hassled by the union a little bit. You know, I'm, I'm working with a guy and he's like, uh, the guy comes in, you know, and he's like, Oh, I'm just curious, you know, are you guys union? And the guy I'm working with says no. And I go, Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Which well, is not sure the that one which, yeah, which is not the best thing to to say to a union guy. Yeah. So um, yeah, but I I get it, I understand it, but it's just like they, I love when they ask these type of questions like a week after we're already working there. It's like, well, when I showed up to take the little orientation that you guys give, and you think that would have been the, the time to say, hey, can we see union guards? Right. Yeah, I don't know, but it's it is what it is, man. Yeah, but I can relate because the days the days go by really quick, man. Yeah, I've run into that quite a bit. We ran, we're doing a job right now at the Philadelphia airport. Okay. It's funny because one side of the airport is union. The other side of the airport is not. Really? Yeah, it's it's the township that it falls in, you know? Okay. We did a job on the one side and there was no union at all on site. It was just us. Now I'm on this other project and it's a huge project. And the first thing the guy says when we do the coordination meeting, he's like, who's cutting the loops? You know, whose scope is it in? I was like, it's in our scope, so we're going to be doing it. He's like, oh, he's like, no, you're not. He's like, my guy right here is going to be cutting those loops because that's what he does. And I was like, all right, whatever, I'll supervise him then. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get paid the same amount either way. So. Now he he means cutting in the ground loops, right? The safety loops. 
Yeah, yeah. For the so vehicles, like, yeah. More power to you, dude, because I hate doing that stuff. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, the, when I got down, like that was the project manager, the senior project manager, which you never see them on site except for when you're doing coordination meetings. And um, the guy I was working with, the union guy today, I went over and went over drawings with him. He's awesome. He's cool. So he's like, dude, I don't care if you're union or not. He's like, we're both in it for the same reason. If you're going to help me get done and we're going to do it together, he's like, we'll get through it. Nice. So, yeah, some of them are like that. Some of them are dicks like what you ran into. Yeah, yeah I'm sure we could tell each other stories, man. Yeah. For sure, dude. <laughs> but, yeah, so anyway, that's what I do. Access control, a little bit of everything. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Let's kind of go over what's in your fleet. You said you had the 470 XN and uh, 700X. Is that it? As far as your helix? Yeah. Yeah. I keep my fleet small. I, uh, it was always drilled when I, I, I came up in the helicopters with some really good guys. Like they were flying way above my level Mm -hmm. um, when I first started. And it was like, like Dave Williams, Brian Banks, Chad Graham, which you know him. Mm -hmm. Those dudes were flying insane. Like, so I was always around them and they had been in the hobby for a long time. So they all kind of schooled me. And that was one of the things they drilled into my head because I was always like, oh, I want to get a new heli. Oh, I want to get a new. And I was always switching helis like every couple of months, you know. Mm-hmm. What are you doing, man? You got to get one helicopter and stick with it and fly just that helicopter. When you go out to the field, you fly only that. And um, it was amazing. I really like I didn't believe him at first. But when I actually did it, my progression went through the roof. Right. Um, and I don't know if it's just because every little like now I don't think I notice as much like when me and you were together and I mm-hmm. I flew your uh, your heli like yeah. I can pretty much pick up the sticks of anything now and feel okay with it but I definitely saw a difference then in having a small fleet so that's just kind of that mentality kind of stayed with me so I always I like I could I mean if I really wanted to I could probably get more you know here and there buy use one this one. Mm-hmm. Another one. I got enough parts to probably build two of them for a trip. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah, I just keep it small, and then that way my maintenance isn't through the roof, and I'm not always trying to wrench on one. Or And, uh, yeah, I can just uh, fly the crap out of them, get used to them, and then they're like home. It's like sitting on an old couch. Right, nice. Right. Yeah, that's difficult to do, I think, when you first start. When you're when you're getting your first couple of years in on the hobby, you really want to – you really want really to just – get more stuff and yeah try you want to buy everything things. yeah yeah yeah, yeah but, you know i i used to yeah it's like anything i mean you know i did other things and it's always the equipment the equipment you know i'm like oh i could fly better if i had better equipment i i could fly yeah. better if i had a two thousand dollar radio instead of my seven hundred dollar radio and you know and um you kind of learn that over the years you get some things you know just because you want to and then you realize, like, holy shit, it's not the radio. It's really the person behind the sticks, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess I've learned that over the years. But I was fortunate enough. I just built that. I built my parts up. I built my different stuff up. Now I can sell parts to get money. And I always kept it small. And then that way it was simple. And if I, you know, I had, I always spent all my money on parts instead of spending it on new heli, basically. So I always had enough for three crashes on each heli. No, it makes sense, you know. Especially when you're learning, it's. I went kind of went through the same thing, early on. Is I started buying a lot of stuff, and not even that. I started bringing everything to the field to fly, mm-hmm. and that was the mistake because yeah, great. I have ten helicopters. Great, I fly one helicopter per day because I have so many. 
then you're, you're that one flight, you're, you're just getting used to it. You know, you're getting used to the feel of that heli, so you don't really get a chance to work on anything or progress. Or if you try to push yourself and progress, you end up crashing. And so it's, you know, I do, I do like to have at least like two of each kind, kind of like mm-hmm. two 700 nitros, two 700 electrics. So that way, like if one goes in or, you know, if one goes in, I don't, I'm not in a mad dash to like order parts, get to get the parts in before the weekend and then spend the time building it, you know, refixing it. So that way, like, it's like, okay, you know, like my Black Thunder was like, okay, I'm just going to take it out of commission. It's not a big deal because when I want to fly a 700 electric, I have my Gawi X7. I'll just take that out and put flights on that, you know, until I get my, the, the Goblin fix. So it's, it's not like the end of the world for me. But, uh, yeah, I do notice that, um, Especially one of the, the Blade 450X days, when I just stuck with that one heli and kept on flying that the most, I, I definitely saw progression in, in my skills, you know? So it definitely is true. You know, don't, don't go too crazy buying everything, says the person that buys everything. But <laughs> uh, I mean, believe me, dude, you know, if, don't get me wrong, Steve, if I was in, I, I, I kind of am in a position where this, this is what I can afford, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I can either afford to have some crash parts or I can afford to have, you know, five or six helis. Right. And, you know, if I could, if I was in a position where I could afford that, I would have every kind of heli out there, <laughs> you know, yeah, just, yeah. just because I wanted to try it and see what it was mm-hmm. like. You know? And, um, like I just, I started with a line. I've always had a line. I've never, the only other, uh, manufacturer I've owned is a, um, I had a miniature aircraft fury 55. Okay. And um, that was my first 600 and my first Nitro Heli. So um, other than that, though, I've always had Alliance. My first one was a 500. Then I went to that one. Then I went back to an, a, a 700 and after that. And that's where I've been ever since. Nice. A couple DFCs in the middle, you know, 700 DFCs. I had yeah. L. And then um, now the 700X. So. Cool. Nice. How was the 700X? Was I, I thought about getting that, dude? I love that thing, man. It's, it's light, right? Like it's really light, dude. It's it's crazy light. I, I'm like, I feel it. I'm like, when I first picked it up, when I first built it, I'm like picking mm-hmm. it up. I'm like, I left something off, right? <laughs> right? I'm like, there's not something on this heli that needs to be on this heli. So I'm looking at it, you know, I'm like, there's no way because I still have my DFC at the time. So yeah, like comparing it to, and it was not even close you know and it flies just like that it's it's a great flying heli yeah next time we meet up i want to use the scale like i have a little luggage scale that i weigh all my helis with so that way the scale is the constant and just you know switching helis. i'm curious what it weighs in you run 5,000 packs on those or anything i do yeah i have uh, 5,000 pulse stick packs okay but yeah no i mean hey you want to fly it fly it i'm yeah you know see at least you can see what it feels like before you go buy one and see if you like it but, uh, there's there's people selling one like oh this is one hobby shop on eBay that like strips out the the super combo part and just se- sells a bare airframe. Oh yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like five hundred bucks, like five and change. Yeah, they sponsor uh, they sponsor HRD. Oh, do they? Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm familiar with those guys over there. They're in New York. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I have that saved, and I'm always like flipping through, like you know, when I'm like, ah, oh, let me take a look and see what's on my want list or watch list or whatever. And I'm like, oh, they have five hundred, like fifty bucks shipped or something like that. It's so okay. cheap. It's yeah, like, yeah, ah. they're wrong there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you going to uh, Virginia? 
Uh, Spring Fling? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be there. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'll, you, you got the, I have the Neo on that. I'll have the Neo on that when I get there. So, yeah. Find your find to take it for a flight. Yeah. You know, don't worry about it. If something happens, it happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm down. I'll, I'm down to check it out. But yeah, I absolutely love it. I mean, I, my heart's always with Nitro, but that, yeah, I like that heli. It flies very well. That and the 470. Right. Super awesome. 70. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That thing is bad, dude. <laughs> really? I had to, I, I like all my controls hot. Like yeah. Everything. I like all, you know, I yeah, do, you don't like Expo either, right? No, no, I usually don't. I'm actually running Expo in this one. Okay. Uh, yeah. I usually only run Expo on the tail. I like it. Set, I like it touchy around center stick. Yeah. But, yeah. That thing is wicked, man. It's wicked fast, powerful. Huh. Awesome. That seems crazy. No expo. I mean, I've started out at ten percent. So with the helis, it's it's completely different with the airplanes. Yeah, with the airplanes, you got to run a lot of expo, especially the three D airplanes. I mean, like I think yeah. I was running seventy five percent in that SG twenty nine. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I just, I've been playing around with it a little bit because there. Well, I did notice some things when I switched over to the V control. I noticed that the gimbals don't feel the same to me. So my thumbs and my fingers, I got really fat, short fingers. So the stretch to the corners of the radio is always a challenge for me. But mm-hmm. uh, I noticed that I was like bumping the stick in certain maneuvers, like aileron TikToks, yeah. uh, to that nature where I'm actually bumping the elevator stick as I'm trying to, and um. That's when I started toying around with the, the, the X Bell a little bit. But the 470, I don't think I could fly without the X Bell. It would be way too touchy. Right. But yeah, yes. I love that little thing. I go in my backyard, dude. I can, I practice my, I've been working on these uh, Piro funnels and then transitioning like Mobius Piro funnel transition. Uh-huh. And um, I've got it down now. I can do them like my backyard. I got, I don't have that much room. I probably got like, uh, like 150 feet wide. And then, I don't know, maybe 70 or 80 feet deep. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I can do them in those tight little tight little figure eights right in front of me. And that's, that thing has been awesome for my progression this year. I just, I love nice. it. Nice. That's cool. It flies, uh, flies big, too. It flies. I mean, you get off of that and you get jump on a 700. Mm-hmm. And it feels like the 700X and that, like they, re- they, they relate. Really? Yeah, it's wow. really weird. That's why I said I really like it. It flies like a big heli. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like small heli. Sometimes when you pitch them, like if you're doing like hard TikToks or something like that, mm-hmm. like you really can feel like it doesn't have that crisp stop and start like a 700 would because of the blade size. Sure. Yeah, that blade size and head speed usually. Yeah. 70. It's got plenty of pop. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's where I'm at. I've been doing a lot of backyard stuff and wrenching and um, mm-hmm. planning and you know seeing what what the schedule is going to look like for this year, what events I'm going to be able to, be able to attend. And, um, yeah. Hoping to be able to go to Taiwan this year in September. So That's their big uh, Align event, right? Yeah, yeah. They're having the um, – they have the Invitational out there so you can enter the contest. Mm-hmm. But you just got to play. I would have to just pay for my plane ticket and then everything else is – Oh, really? Usually taken care of. Yeah, so wow. – yeah, man. Have That's you done cool. that, Ron? Already? No, I haven't. No, I. They they uh, they invited us last year. It was the first year I think they invited any like non uh, paid pilots out there. Okay. Yeah. Just team pilots. Um, 
and Derek and CJ went. Uh, it was just too, it was too, Archer was, that was my first Archer last year. And uh, that kind of broke me a little bit. I just, it was my first one, so I didn't know what to expect. I had, I spent a good amount of money getting out there and back and paying mm-hmm. all week. So, um, yeah, I wasn't prepared money-wise to be able to go out to Taiwan last year. <laughs> Sounds like the cat needs food, dude. <laughs> oh, you can hear him? Ah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that's Graham, man. He's a, he's the man, dude. He's <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, so let's let's talk about your sponsors. Yeah, man. So who are you sponsored by? Just a line, man. That's it. Just a line. Oh. Oh wow. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I actually. Uh, nice. That's yeah, awesome. It was more of a just like I already had flown a line for years. Yeah. Right. And Derek, me, Derek, and Drew were always flying together a lot, and um. When the whole change came, I don't know if you remember. It might have been when you like first started, but the spot the, the north the north distributor was used to be Assurance. Yeah, yeah, they kind of dropped it, right? Yeah. So then the team was kind of all over. A lot of the guys like Chad and Dave and all those guys they were on the team then. Um, mm. That all kind of like fizzled out. They lost their team manager, and and then the year that uh, Enterprise took over, Derek had been on there for like two years prior to that. He just okay. sent me a message and said, "Hey, I think you ought to send them an application." So I did. And yeah. Ever since then, man, it was like when Gail took over, it was just he's been great, man. He just yeah, cool. Yeah, he's he seems like a you know a really good team manager, very active, very you know there for you kind of deal. So yeah, I mean, dude, I get you know we got I got Christmas cards in the mail. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sent me a jacket over the winter, you know, with a. With a vest and everything, and I, I, I do have to say, a line has the best swag. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, they yeah. Yeah, just they just take really good care of you, and like going out to uh, Urchin when we were all out there, man. Yeah, uh, Jack, the owner of Enterprise, he's he was out there, and he's he's out there cooking, grilling us dinner. I heard, I heard, yeah. We just sat back, and it was just a great time, like just down to earth, good people. Nice. Um, yeah, I love flying for them, man. They're good. They're good people. You know, anytime I need something, I call, I text Gail or I call him up or I even just email, mm-hmm. uh, email him through Enterprise, and he gets back to me like right away. That's great. Yeah, that yeah. sounds uh, like they're very approachable. You know, that was my impression. Yes. Yeah, and Kevin. I don't know if you know, like uh, last year, um, I don't know if you made it out. Did you make it out the HMD? Oh yeah, that's right. You guys did the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, he was there. Did you meet Gal last year? He was yeah. there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we had him on the show once since then, and but we did interview him at the HOD there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I just like all those guys. When I met Jack, I was just like, wow. I mean, Alan, all those guys, like the guys that you would be intimidated to approach. You know, like sometimes, like when I first started flying, like going up to Kyle Stacy or or somebody like that, you were like, oh, I don't want to talk. I don't know what I'm going to say. You know. <laughs> right. They're always surrounded by people you know yeah but uh yeah i never felt like that alan he when he came to hod last year that was the first time i met him and uh yeah he was really down to earth so yeah i like it all the guys on the team are all we have our our own separate team page uh, that we all communicate with each other on Mm -hmm. uh, through enterprise and they're all very supportive and you know doing the demo flights out at urcha everybody you know great flight you know they're encouraging you and giving you pointers and tips and things of that nature. So it's great. I like it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, man. 
Nice. Besides your, you know, your airline helicopters, um, what other stuff do you fly? You say you fly with NEOs and and V control, right? Oh yeah, as far as electronics and stuff. Yeah. What's your other like supporting equipment? You know, what do you use for chargers, batteries? You know, just kind of get an idea. Four hundred six duo. Okay. A little Pelican case that. It was one that came from Progressive that Progressive built, but then it blew up on somebody. So I bought just the case and built my own. Okay. Um, but it was one of the nice ones. Like it had the Meanwell 48 volt uh, power supply in it, and but that nice. all that you know that burned up. So I took it out, put my own. I just I only run on 12 volts on that thing. I charge it. I charge it like uh, 20 amps, and I don't charge. I don't parallel on it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, before I, didn't, I haven't heard, owned many big electrics, so um, only three since I started. So I really never had the need for a charger like that because I was only, only always only charging receiver packs. Right, nitro stuff. Yeah, I love it. I've never had an issue with it. It's great. I love the Pelican case. It works out perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that and then the Neo. I fly that. I've been flying V bars ever since. Ever since I went to Flybar, that's from Flybar um, in 2012, I've been mm-hmm. to V-Bar. Yeah, but you're you're a, you're a new to the V-Control, though, right? Because I remember I, when you yeah, last year, I just yeah. bought in fall of last year, and I just I was sold immediately. I mean, I always saw everybody with them, I'm like, ah, that's nice, you know. Yeah. But I liked my Futaba, and I just had switched to that. Then mm-hmm. Ron Chorus actually let me use. He let me use the 700N at uh, the fall mowdown. Yeah. It was on the V control. So he just gave me the whole radio and he's like, here. And then when I rebuilt that and I saw how easy it was to interface with the. And then I didn't realize, like, at, at that point, I didn't realize that you could just walk up to a any anything that had a Neo on it, power it on, bind it to the radio, and you're ready to go. Yep. <clears throat> And I, when, I, when I saw all that and how easy it was to program everything and to go through the whole menu. I was sold immediately. Yeah, and how how easy you could just tune it right there. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, there's there's times where like, yeah, Rob, it'll be me and Rob there, and like, you know, I'll be like, oh, that tail's too high, and I'll just Rob turn turn on the tailgate for me, and I'll just kind of hold the control to my side, still flying, and he'll just do the tailgate. like, oh, yep, there we go, perfect, and just continue my flight. Yeah, it's great. It's 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 crazy how much the something as simple as you you would think as integration as like i don't know change the way we we think about like what equipment to buy you know yeah i I don't want to deal with a computer anymore (laughs) you know it's crazy even even with the v-bars it's funny because i have like i I bought the v-bar um the silver line from you right or the one yeah from you and then like i've got a whole bunch of other ones like just from random people online and like they're just sitting in the box because I'm. I don't want to hook them up to the computer and get it registered. <laughs> right, and, now, and it was such a pain then, dude. It was like, and now uh, that's what I mean. The V Touch, I was like, man, I really. Yeah. They said it had Wi-Fi and all your updates are right on the radio. Yes, all the over-the-air stuff. Yeah. So, because because with the Neo now, like with the old V Control, I still got to plug it into the laptop when I first get them and update it to the Pro and register mm-hmm. it and all that. But yep. Yeah. yeah, I was sold on that immediately. So as far as everything else, man, I'm stock, bone stock. I got uh, all stock line servos. Their high voltage servos are insane. Mm-hmm. I've wrecked those things, man. Like put them through countless beatings, man. <laughs> they just they just never strip out nothing, man. I 
I used to run the plastic gears all the time on my servos because I was always scared about breaking servo cases or you know stripping gears. Yeah, so I would drill out my servo horns so that they would be the breaking point. Sure. I run all metal arms now, you know, every all that. I don't have to worry about any of that. I just run straight to us, no no step down voltage and right. They're insane. I've never had an issue out of any of them. Really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. They're a little like they're they sound a little different, you know. Like if you put a put another brand servo up next to it and you're mm-hmm. you're working the servos back and forth. I mean, you can definitely. It sounds a little more coarse, um, but. Literally, dude, the precision and the longevity of them, I mean, can't beat it. Nice. That's awesome. I had other servos, too. I, mean, I, I flew BKs for a while. I've, I've flown, uh, I flew JRs. I had a set of 8917s for a while. I had a set of 8717s. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, well, I mean, obviously the V control. Yep. And what do you say for batteries? Your pulse? Yeah, I have Pulse. I've been actually um this year. I think I'm switching over to. I'm gonna try the new, the new Alliance uh, that came out. They they have a new pack, 60C, um, for okay. the 5,000 packs. So I stayed away from them before because they're not. You can't get them in a stick pack. You got to get two successes and make your own stick pack. But um, mm-hmm. they got good punch, and literally that's what Ben and all those guys fly like. Uh, I think Derek's the only one that flies a different brand. He's flying Thunder Power. Okay. Everybody else is flying the Align stuff, and they, they work. So I want to give nice. them a shot. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm trying to think of what other equipment. I don't really – Byron's fuel, obviously. 30%. Right. 30%. So are you a YS or OS guy? OS. I have a couple YSs, but never tried them. I have uh, – I had one. I had a YS 96. 91 SRX that I bought. Yeah. I bought it from Frank. Remember he did that uh, on, on on the Hangout? He did that. Um, it was like a charity thing. Charity raffle. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Charity a charity auction or something. And I, I won the auction. So I ended up buying that. And I never even put it in anything. I turned it right back around and I sold it to Marie. Okay. Nice. He takes some great pictures. <laughs> he does take some really good pictures. Yeah. He got awesome. pictures of me. He started posting these pictures of me that he took last year in the spring. Like, Dude, the selfie one had me bawling. <laughs> that, you know, what's funny is that I wasn't, I was actually filming. The I, know. I know. Yeah, I know. I was You're filming for Shaggy, right? Yeah, yeah, for Shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> it is so look like you're like doing like a Dallas shot of yourself. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I was like, damn. I know you got daughters, but come on. <laughs> you don't got to take fo- selfies like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 40-year-old, I got no business taking <laughs> daughters, but not on myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. But uh, that's cool. So what kind of pilot would you describe yourself as? Like like what? Like, Well, obviously, you're you're uh, a 3D pilot, right? I mean. Oh, yeah. You know, mean- but are you, are you considered like more big air or smack? A little mix of both, sport, you know, advanced sport, like. You know, smack has never really done me just, like, I <laughs> I like doing that, but that's usually when uh, when it's getting bound up and then it takes a dirt. <laughs> yeah. I definitely, I learned, like, a lot of my moves that I learned, I learned doing big air, so I do like the big air stuff. I like huge hurricanes, 
I like huge funnels and big, mm-hmm. you know, power loops. Um, I've been working on this move, man. Like I got it down now, Steve. Like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I think I tried half of it with the, with your uh, with your heli that I flew. But yeah. I'm doing these funnels now, and I'm reversing the funnel like with an aileron flip. Yeah, doing it right in front of myself, center stage, like exactly centered with myself. I'm rolling it around with the aileron and stopping it for a split second, and then pulling the opposite way. It's looking really, really nice. Nice, yeah. But yeah, I like that kind of stuff. I, I mean, I love the smack too, but it's never really. I don't know. You usually do that at Fun Flies when everybody's screaming and you're all pumped up with the music. And mm-hmm. I don't think it really like that kind of flying. Anybody can kind of do it if that makes sense. Like as long as you got some kind of collective management and you can bang the sticks around. I feel like the more precise moves are the ones where you're mixing a bunch of moves together, like elevator flip hurricanes or like you're doing a backwards hurricane and then you transition it to forwards nose in hurricane or like I'd like the pure circuits and things of that nature, like slower, slower, but still fast. If that makes sense, like in the middle, something that shows that you actually know which way you're hitting the stick. Cause the smack, I mean, yeah, you can do aileron TikToks real cool, real low to the ground and then do some tail downs and then do like your half pyros and snap it and then come down sideways and snap it. They're kind of like not, I don't think it takes a lot of, uh, like you can learn this pretty easy basically is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But they were the ones definitely that I like when I first started flying, I was like, yeah, smack. And this. <laughs> I want to do, I want to be like two feet off the ground. One thing I did learn though, and I never really believed Dave when he told me that, but he always said, man, and he's like, dude, he's like, I'm like, no, I don't want to fly lower. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, dude, when you wreck from two feet up, he's like, even if you're in freaking idle too and you're spinning 2,000 RPMs, if you wreck from two feet up, guarantee you that crash cost is going to be less than if you wreck from 50 feet up. And I was like, yeah, way. And yeah, I mean, I put it in a few times and there was a couple times I didn't even bend a boom. Like I broke blades, tail blades, mm-hmm. skid or something like that. And, uh, the lines were always great. Like my my V one was always great. Like I, don't, I think I only put like maybe one main shaft in that thing in like two thousand flights. Wow. Yeah, and that's. I mean, that's the only time I ever bent a main shaft was like I went in really hard on one. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I like mixing. The, I like the Mobius moves. Like I like those Mobius hurricanes and mm-hmm. the, the stuff that flows. That that's. I guess that would be my biggest. Um, achievement, I guess, is making your whole flight kind of flow together and not making it look like like you do a move, then you stop, then you do another move, then you stop. Hold right. on. <laughs> I'm crying over here, dude. I don't know why. Because of a cat? He's like sitting there meowing, going nuts, man. <laughs> I was going to ask uh, Ron a question. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> You should do the whole super trooper. Yeah. I, meow. <laughs> what? Sorry, are you saying meow? <laughs> I look like a kitty to you? Do I look like I drink milk from a saucer? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think like the moves like that are, are, it's like ballet to me. I like watching that kind of stuff. And I guess Derek kind of inspired me with that because he's really good at that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Always like coming around a tail. You know, tail left hurricane, and then like right in front of himself, spinning to nose in hurricane, same direction, and then aileron rolling to an opposite side hurricane, going around the other way. That kind of stuff is like, hell yeah, that looks awesome. 
Yes. And you kind of went over a little bit before, but so what's the new maneuver you're working on? So I'm doing the like inverted funnel, right? Uh huh. And I'll start like, I mean, I could start either direction, but I'll start going around to the right and uh, I'll funnel and then I'll go around like two times, two revolutions, get it nice and big, get it, get it to where you're locked in and you're kind of just holding the sticks in one spot. And then um, right in front of myself, as I'm coming around and it's getting ready, I'm getting ready to see the top of the disc. I'll give it full, I'll give it zero pitch and then full right aileron and then pop the negative a little bit and I'll stop it right in front of myself facing the opposite way. And then I pull full negative going around and I'll, I'll switch the hurricane, I'll switch the funnel direction. So I'll be going, instead of going to the right, now I'm going to the left. So you're saying like you go, say counterclockwise, you do a couple rotations and then you stop and then you pop it going the other way. Yeah, exactly. But it's all one kind of smooth movement. Like you only, you only stop it for a split second and you trick is, is is getting it. So you're doing it right in front of yourself. Yeah. And not dropping any altitude or nothing like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Nice. That's probably been the hardest move I've ever worked on. You know who I, I saw do it? He did it. He does it perfection dude is uh mitch morose's okay if you watch one of his videos from the southwest heli rodeo mm-hmm. he was doing insane ones man i was just like oh my god that is, that's the coolest move i gotta learn that so yeah pretty much this whole winter at least 10 minutes of my sim time is dedicated to the practice and that and i've got it down pretty good now nice that's awesome yeah uh let's see so Kind of going with the maneuvers there. So besides this maneuver, I you said it was one of the hardest ones for you to learn. Um, what was another maneuver that you struggled on? And then how did you overcome it? Like, you know, how did you figure it out? When did it click? Um, so, you, yeah, believe it or not, dude, the half pure out. Uh, when I first started, man, like, mm-hmm. I didn't understand. Like, I'm like, I don't understand what they're doing with their hands to make it do that. It's like, you know how you could kind of like you flip it over and you're feeding the aileron and rudder and pitch all at the same time. And they make mm-hmm. it like nice and smooth where it's just kind of laying over on the side. Yeah. I could never understand the concept of that. It took me a while to be able to just do that from when this is like back in my 500 days, like right in 2011. Um, I got so frustrated, man. I like put the sim down and walked away from it for a week. And uh, how did I overcome it? I, um, I don't know what it is, but something about the helis just drives me. And I would go out to the field and talk to those guys, and they would give me some tips. And mm-hmm. I'd go back and try a little something on the sim. And then all of a sudden, I put it down for a couple of days. I walked back to it, and I tried the same stuff I was doing before, and it just clicked. And I guess I, guess, I, guess I saw a little bit of it. Like I did like a half-ass, pure, half-piro, uh-huh. flipped and inverted. And um and it and I kind of made it look like that and I was like holy cow I realized but there was a lot of stuff that I misunderstood like learning those maneuvers like that um is about what stick inputs to give yeah and what they're using to make it do that you know what I mean the Mobius is for example the Mobius uh, hurricanes when I was learning those uh, I always thought it was all aileron I'm like oh well you're in a hurricane you want to flip to a and uh, inverted to an upright hurricane, you just roll full aileron to one side. It's completely not bad at all. <laughs> it's it's all you know doing the Mobius is like that and making them fan out and like pushing them way away from yourself. It's all pitch. Yeah. 
So you're just kind of floating the L around a little bit, but then it's all pitch. And then, yeah, I guess it was more when I learned what stick movements related to what, that's where I really started progressing. Uh, okay. And then this is where I really jumped up, Steve, was, what was it? It was 2014. I, uh, I broke my ankle in the backyard. Really oh, bad, really bad break. Had to have surgery. It was like a, I broke every bone that connects your foot to your leg, basically. Oh, God damn. damn. So I was <laughs> out in, you know, pins in my ankle. I got titanium plates in there and everything. Um, I was out for like 10 weeks. Okay. Wow. Literally, I went way extreme. Like, I got so bored. I was up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Everybody was leaving for work. Everybody was going. I'm home alone all day. Yeah. I would sim literally seven to eight hours a day, every day. Wow. Um, and I would put on, like, I watched the whole series of Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> nice. Sons of Anarchy on the TV. And then I got uh-huh. to sit right next to me in the bed on the TV stand. And I would sim literally all day. And that's where I really just started experimenting with different stick inputs. And then I realized what was doing what. And, um, yeah. Smack Talk helped me, though, too. They were in my beginning days. Yep. I, I just actually recently got the DVD. <laughs> What's that? I recently just got the DVD because I was like, I need to go back and learn like my orientations and and just a couple of things. You know, I need to like clean up my TikToks and all this stuff. So I was like, let me get this video. Let me get the the Smack Talk video. And some guy was selling it on uh, on Facebook. So I was like, oh, great, yeah, I'll take it. Is that those are the beginning seasons, like their first ones? Uh, this this is the one that's I think it's like more of the advanced stuff. Um, you know, it goes over pure flip TikToks, rainbows, and stuff like that. All the cool three D movies that anyone who doesn't know how to hover wants to learn, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, who wants to just jump right to that? So, you know what I did? You know what I I never did until recently. Now we're talking 2011. I've had my simulator. I always I had a couple different simulators, but mm-hmm. I've been simming since 2011 since I bought my heli. One thing I never did. Um, was complete the orientation training on the on the sim. No, I can't do that. Yeah. So, yeah. So when uh, when all that stuff came out, like when Matt Bodos posted that video and all that, mm-hmm. it intrigued me because I was like, you know, I was always telling Derek, I'm like, Derek, I can fly all these different moves, but I can't make I can't mix them together. I'm like, I can't fly a flight where I go from one move right into another and make it look like it was supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. I was always doing that stop starch crap where I would get, you know, I'd do one move and then I'll go back in front of me tail in. Then I'll right. flip away and do another move and then go yeah. back. And he was like, you're missing something, Ron. He's like, one of your orientations is off. I'm like, no, it's not. I can fly all my orientations. I opened up. I was like, let me try it. I opened up that orientation trainer, dude. Mm-hmm. There were many orientations that I was, that I never realized that I was uncomfortable with that I just stayed away from. Yeah. But yeah, there's like 27 levels. Uh, so now, like the first time I did it, it took me about two hours to complete it. Now I can complete it in about twenty minutes. Wow! Because it, it's all about the you can go as fast as your pace. So you have to hold that orientation for five seconds, and then yeah. you go on to the next level. So if you can't hold it for five seconds, then it, it it will restart the timer until you can. Oh wow! So yeah, and it'll just stay like it has a shadow, Heli Kevin. I don't know if you've ever seen it. But it has a shadow heli, and you have to match your heli to that shadow heli orientation-wise like, and keep it there. And uh, as soon as you match it, it starts your timer, and you got to hold it for five seconds. If you get out of that, the timer goes back to zero until you line it back up again. 
Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, it's really no, cool. No, I don't, I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, it's a real flight. It's, it's hard. <laughs> it's really oh, hard. Is it? hard, but you know it's hard yeah. for Steve, right? So it gets yeah. easier, though. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I would say this. I mean, it's just dedication and being sticking with it, man. I was, it's kind of a line. You know, so it, you have to draw a line somewhere, like, between obsession and hobby, you know? Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, and I always fight that line. I mean, I'm always arguing with the missus about spending time with it. But then after a few years, they kind of see that it's not one of those phases that's just going to go away. It's it's here to stay. And mm-hmm. but yeah, so I stay dedicated. I stay motivated, and um, that's why the helis, I guess, intrigue me is because I've been doing it this long. Like planes, I'm like, ah, there's some newer stuff that's going on with the planes now that would probably challenge me, but. Once you fly a once you fly a, a heli, and you're mixing the ro- the rudder and all that in, why yeah. as long as you don't as long as you don't chop the throttle back when you flip a plane upside down, <laughs> <laughs> it's they're fairly easy to fly after that, you know. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I guess that's what always intrigued me is that I I like winning and helis is something I haven't been able to win at. So <laughs> winning, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm an F-18 jet, eighty. I'll tell you, I just I've made the best friends in this hobby dude well yeah for sure yeah and, and i really honestly truly until recently like all the drama kind of stuff that goes on online um you know besides that dude i've had nothing but excellent experiences with with everyone i've met mm-hmm. and just true friends like that would give you the shirt off their back no problem like i didn't have friends like that growing up you know yeah, yeah. no for sure you know, you you get you get people like Rob, like the McCullens, you know, like right, dude, dude. Like you don't know how many times I'm like, oh man, I need help with this, or you know, hey, do you, do you happen to have an extra, you know, Mikado uh, thermal sensor? I need, you know, and it's like, yeah, no problem, you know. So it's always and and I try to you know pay back just as much as you know I receive, of course, so, if not more. That's what's funny is that their their kindness and them doing things like that. Mm-hmm. It rubs off. Like, yeah. Horace is one. He's like one that stands out in my mind besides Rob McClendon because he's, of course, too. But, um, uh-huh. yeah, just anything. I mean, I'm like talking to him on the phone, just frustrated because I'm like, man, yeah. this now, I got to get this and darn it. I don't really want to order that because I, you know. And then the next thing I like, uh, for example, the pulse packs, one of the uh, two of those pulse packs for my 700X. I'm getting ready to go out to Urchel last year when I first built it, and I didn't have time to buy packs. You know, I didn't have time to order them. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I was like, man, I can't believe it. I didn't buy packs. I'm at the bar. Somebody's pack out there just to test fly it. And uh, dude, like two days later, two five thousand stick packs show up in the mail. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, here, use these. And then by the time Urchel was over, I was like, hey, I'm gonna send these back to you. Do you, you know, need anything else, parts or anything? And uh, he was like, nah, just keep them. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, really? But that inspired um, yeah uncle ron um, i know uncle ron seriously he he did the same thing he was like oh i got a couple of cases of fuel um you know if anybody wants to buy it so i was like yeah sure you know we were gonna go meet up with the diamantes um and he was coming up so i was like oh dude bring me a case i'll, I'll buy a case you know it's like whatever 110 bucks 150 whatever it was for a case of 22 and a half and um you know and then he's, he's like, okay, I'm like, oh, you know, can I PayPal you a little later? He's like, yeah, don't worry about it. PayPal me whenever you have a chance. I've had the money <laughs> in my PayPal. I'm like, Rod, so what's your PayPal address? So I can send it to you. Get the hell out of here. I'm like, what do you mean? Let me send you the money. Come on. Like, I, you know? Like, wow. 
I have this case of fuel that's sitting in my garage that I'm gonna, yeah. you know, use. I'm like, dude, I need to pay. So it's like now I got, now I got to be creative and figure a way to. <laughs> That's what you got to do pay back, you, know? you just got to got to figure out what he needs and just send uh-huh. it to him or give it to him in person because that's, yeah. that's the only way he'll take it. Exactly, yeah. I fought yeah. with him, dude. Like literally I put stuck money in his pocket. No, he won't take he it. I got mad and I turned around and he stuffed it back in my in my coat pocket and I never noticed it. Yeah. But it inspires you to do things for people too. Like that's what's great about it is that there was a guy online actually posted something and people I don't know if people think I'm weird or or what but like i they need a part or something and i'm like i message him on the side i'm like hey listen i got this part i'm not going to use it i'll send it to you i had two completely completely uh, assembled dfc heads main mm-hmm. chain all right swash and this kid was on there looking for a dfc head and i was like he was just looking for a head block and i'm like hey listen i'll send both of these complete units and i got a couple gear drives a couple auto rotation gears that i wasn't going to use i packaged them up canopies i sent them two canopies and just gave him to him. And he's like, what do you want for me? You know, I got I to gotta give you something, at least shipping. I'm like, nah, don't worry about it, man. It's all good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, because I think we've all been there, right? We've all been in those spots where like, oh man, I don't have this. Or, you know, like, and you want to fly and like, you know, for someone who has it that doesn't need it, it's like, dude, yeah, go for it. Use it. Take it, you know? All and right. you, you know, you, that person makes your day and then you're like, oh, I want to give that to someone too, you know? Make exactly. their day for them, so, yeah. so definitely awesome. Okay, so you sim. Um, what what's your sim? You said you said real flight. Yeah, seven five. Yep. Nice. Now, is is there any reason why you kept with the real flight, or have you have you tried venturing with the other simulators out there? I have. I've tried Phoenix. I like you know friends of mine had different sims, and I've tried Phoenix. I've tried Next. Um, I haven't tried Accu. Yeah, that's the one I was gonna go towards. Have you tried Accu? Like man, like uh, at the time, um, the other ones weren't really interactive where you could fly with other people, and mm-hmm. I was flying a lot online with like Dave and Brian and those guys at night. And okay. They gave tips and pointers, you know, and then sure, like yeah. wintertime, me, Drew, and Derek will get on and sim together, and that's what that was kind of a function of the real flight that I really loved, and the flight characteristics are completely awesome, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really... changes here and there, power and then tail gain, head rotor head gain and things of that nature. But um, yeah, I mean, I I load up the seven hundred, the seven hundred L, the Dominator, and it feels exactly like my seven hundred. You know, nice. Um, you should try Accu though. And the only reason I I say that is because you can use uh your V control on it, and that's one thing I do like about Accu is that using the same controller and plus. Plus, they do updates like every other week with new models. So, all yeah. your new current models are they're pretty much in there. I've never been big on using my radio for sims, only because Steve, I fly an excessive amount on the sim. Like when you're talking, if you look at my clocked hours, uh-huh. my simulator, you, it's like there's like eighty some days in hours. <laughs> Damn. Right, and that's since I just put it on this new computer. I had it on another computer where it didn't transfer over, but. Mm-hmm. I actually wore the gimbals out on my elite, my interlink. Wow! Like I got, I wore gimbals out to the point where the rudder wouldn't respond anymore. Wow! I Damn! Had, <laughs> I had to decommission another radio and put the gimbals in that one. So um, no way. <laughs> yeah, literally, dude. I've replaced the USB cable on it. I've replaced both gimbals on it. So I was never big on using my own radio for it, and it 
The Interlink controller doesn't feel that much different than the V controller. It's a little bit different, but... Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, you're also used to it, but the Interlink feels like an old Futaba to me, you know, like an old six-channel Futaba. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what I flew. I mean, I flew the 14SG for a few years, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't really feel any different. Yeah, the only thing I do like about the newer stuff is, like, the wireless stuff. I like the... yeah. I hate having the wire hooked to it in the USB. And like I said, I wore the USB plug out from plugging it, you know, unplugging it and plugging it in so many times. <laughs> right, right. I, I don't know if we spoke about it. So what part of the country are you from? Country? Is uh, it Pennsylvania? Yeah. yeah, you did mention, right? Okay. Actually, I'm from Delaware. I'm not, um, yeah, I moved to Pennsylvania five years ago, almost six. Um, but yeah, raised, born and raised right by the Delaware Memorial Bridge. Oh, okay. A little neighborhood called Collins Park. Okay. Uh, yeah, lived there for a while. Then I moved with my dad when I was like 12 to um, Absecon, New Jersey. And I lived there for a while. And then I moved back to Delaware because you could get your license at 16 in Delaware and Jersey was 17. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah. Jeez, man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Dad, I'm sorry, but I can get my license a year early. <laughs> hey, we need to move. <laughs> right. No, I, I need to move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mom were divorced, so my mom still lived in Delaware. I just oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, that's funny <laughs> yeah so that's born and raised never really uh left uh actually two weeks ago was the first time i've ever been out of the country hmm. wow and where did you go i went to uh i went on a cruise so oh right right you said you were Fort yep. Lauderdale, went to uh grand turk uh nassau um grand cayman and then um dominican republic oh, oh very wow cool, man yeah it was yeah neat. And I took, I was able to take both of my daughters. So we went, we went for a family vacation and it was, it was awesome. That's awesome. Relaxed when I got back, man. It was just, it was great. I've been dying to do a cruise. I don't know how it handled the, the whole, like, did you get motion sickness at all or anything? Not at all, dude. I didn't even, yeah. it was so big. <laughs> the only time you ever really notice it is when you, that you're on the water is either when you're hanging over the edge, obviously looking over the edge. But when you go to lay down in your bed at night, Sometimes mm-hmm. they would crank up the motors really, really fast at night so they could make a lot of ground up. Okay, yeah. So the motors were humming, obviously. But then I was on the second floor, so you might not hear that on the higher floors. But I guess, the, you know, if the current was a little rough, they'd be going through the, the wakes. And you could kind of feel sometimes it would go up and down. But other than that, dude, I never even – it never bothered me one bit until I got home, believe it or not. I had uh, sea legs. I got home and I woke up the next morning, dude. I stood up out of bed and it felt like the whole house was sliding back. And Whoa, back. really? Yeah, yeah. Weird feeling I've ever had. But that's the only time I really like got to the point where I was like, oh, man, I need to sit down. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, now other than that, Steve, it's like you're it's like a city. I mean, you're in you're in they have movie theaters and it's huge, sports. right? I mean, like yeah. casinos and everything like just. Yeah, it's got a casino in there, restaurants, buffets. It's insane, dude. Nice. I'll tell you what. I mean, that's probably any other vacation to me now would seem kind of boring. I <laughs> <laughs> say involved helis, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Kevin wrote this in. <laughs> how, how many cats do you have? <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, three cats, right? Nice. Um, they're awesome cats, too. Very my my uh, not my wife, but we've been together for eleven years. Jamie, she had them before we met. Okay. Well, she had two of them before we met. 
I was going to say, those cats got to be old. Yeah, they are. Wow. They're awesome, dude. They're so laid back and chill. And then I have two dogs. I have a Lab and a um, Cavalier King Charles. Oh, okay. And Turtle. <laughs> okay. And I like until, turtles. Until last summer, I had a rabbit, but um, we won't talk about that one. Okay. <laughs> got the whole gambit of pets that Ron Rick yeah. owns. Nice. nice. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Is there any other questions for Ron? Or should we move it on to the top 10 section? Top 10. Top 10? Okay. All right. So let's go into the top 10 shotgun round. So, Ron, right. we're just going to go uh, just blast off 10 questions real quick. And it's just Good basically, well. you know, single word answers. Fred. Oh, oh, you weren't ready for me yet? No. Oh, Fred, <laughs> I forgot you were even there, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Not right, me, Fred. So, I know you're here. Yeah, yeah. All right, who wants to start it off? Who wants to do the first question, second, and third. Fred will start. You said oh, uh, okay. just single word answers, or yes or no, or yeah, yeah. You'll see when we when you'll, it'll be pretty apparent when uh, we blast off the first question. You're allowed to elaborate. We're not going to send Fred over to your house and break your legs or anything like that. So. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm busy in the n- warm weather and I'm not coming up there in the wintertime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah, Fred started off. Uh, I'll go second and Kevin, you come third. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Pitch your thumb. Uh, hybrid. Okay. Uh, nitro or electric? Nitro. All right. 550 or 700 size? 700. Do you know what a fly bar is? Yes. <laughs> have you flipped a fly that bar? My, that was my first machine. A fly bar is something that you have to level, and they had these fly bar tools that you had to use to level yeah. the fly bar, and then you had to make sure the paddles were perfectly straight. And they would always, anytime you would wreck, they would wrap around the main block. <laughs> yes, they would. Yep. Or you tried to bend them back, and they looked like a wavy noodle when you got done. <laughs> and but, you yeah. got the fluorescent, you got the fluorescent paddles, so you could actually see how they tracked. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, my problem with the paddles were not the pad but the paddle bar, the fly bar itself was like, damn, is it one side long or the other? It's uh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's see here, which one was the next one? Where are we? Oh, uh scale or three D. three D. Okay. Strap or strapless? Strap. All right. Cordless or brushless servos? Cheapies uh, or expensive? Brushless in the middle. I don't think you have to go all the way to the most expensive, but I don't think you have. I, I wouldn't get the cheapest either. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, fuselage style or pot and boom? Uh, pot and boom. Okay. Uh, 6S or 12S? 12S. All right. Urcha or free fall RC heli? That's, <laughs> that's not even fair because I'm the CD of Heli's Ever Delaware. But. Oh, that's true. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so that's got to be my main event, obviously. But uh, that's an invalid question. Yeah, well, I don't know. I had it. Uh, I had Free Falls event last year. It was really fun. Um, I enjoyed. Rebu- I enjoyed rebuilding Kevin's. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. you spent at least 20, 30 minutes helping me out with that <laughs> I I nitro. Thank you so much for that. Um, I would have to say Urcha. I I I don't think I could ever not go back to Urcha now. And really? Wrong answer. <laughs> yeah yeah uh that's cool there are no wrong answers fred yeah convince oh. convince kevin to go to urcha 
Oh, you got to, Kevin. Um, are they hiring where you work? Because maybe we can, I can quit my job for a time being and get a new one. Because I think <laughs> that's what it's going to take. Um, they're, they are hiring at my job, if you're serious. <laughs> I'm actually looking for someone to work with me and my team. We're, we're expanding. <laughs> someone to do what he tells. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, Kevin, what? we are actually hiring now if you're ever. <laughs> really? Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Talk, talk to him. Talk to him. Do you guys work in Manhattan? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. That's one of my big. Oh, he's sold now. That's one of my first questions. We have offices in Houston, Florida, uh, Florida? Cleveland, Florida, Ooh. Colorado, Denver. Nice. Where's the office in Florida? Tampa. Okay. How yeah, far is that from your new satellite place? satellite offices, so they're small. About three hours. Maybe three or four texts out of each one. Yeah, it's about three hours. Out of Lauderdale? Port St. Lucie? Ah, uh, Port St. Lucie, yeah, yeah, Oh, well, I mean, Kevin, that might be something good. You'd start job up here, and then a couple of years in, you come transfer down there. Yeah. It's oh. fun. I get to travel. Like, they send me. Sometimes I'll go to other offices and help. Last year, I went to Tampa for, like, two and a half weeks. Nice. They cover everything. I mean, you get per diem the whole time you're there. Yeah. Yeah. Tampa's not bad, man. It's not a bad area. Yeah. What, it rains every day. Now? It rains every day? <laughs> it seemed like it would rain every day. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, it you dry in two seconds. You went there in the, the late summer, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, July. Yeah, that's yeah. your dog days. Well, that's what my brother used to say about Florida. He was like, you know, if you don't like the weather, just wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. All right. Um, one thing we didn't really talk about with Ron was the whole HOD thing. Um, you know, when when did you take over that event? Was that that was more recent, right? Uh, two thousand thirteen. Okay. First, uh, oh wow! So this will be a fifth year running it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, that, that's a good event. I had a lot of fun down there, man. Mm-hmm. Should have stayed stayed over because driving home, man, was. That was one of the worst drives, I think, Steve, I've ever had. Yeah, that was rough. Uh, that drive back was rough. Yeah, I was sleeping on a turnpike, and it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. I think I had, like, my fifth meal somewhere on the turnpike. <laughs> I had some burger or something from Burger King, I think, or whatever it was. Yeah, um, and some coffee. Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, the night stuff was, like, it was really fun. It was with the, yeah. the cattails and stuff. Yep. Yeah, I definitely wanted to stay, but uh, yeah, don't worry. It's actually calmed down a lot over the years. Like when I we we got we kind of got in trouble one year. Um, <laughs> we flew we flew until like four o'clock in the morning, and on the backside on the backside of that uh, field is the campground for Lums Pond. Right, mm. right. So we had quite a few complaints because Matt Graham was on the mic um, until four. Oh o'clock. boy, <laughs> and we were all like extremely out of it and having a blast and yelling at each other and right right yeah so it's calmed down a lot over the years i was just talking to rob actually mctoon about that mm-hmm. the other day i was like you know what because i'm getting to the point where it's like nobody wants to take the event over and it's it's a lot for one person it's it's just me it is. yeah I'm the only guy that does anything with it i do all the sponsorship calls i do the ama sanction i you know i don't have any help until the actual event comes up that's when that help arrives like rob helps me um, yeah. With trash and stuff, and then my buddy Nate, that belongs to the club, he helps. But before that, it's all on me. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was just talking about this year. I'm like, you know what? I read through the park permit, the special use permit, 
And the only thing it says on there is that we, we have to stop using the microphone at 10. It doesn't say anything about what time we have to stop flying or turn off the lights or any of that stuff. So I'm thinking this year I'm probably just going to go balls to the wall and let just whatever's going to happen happen. And that's nice. that's a nationally known fun fly. Like people came from all over the country to that fun fly. Yeah, like that's Not a that's a big yeah, one, yeah. man. So, mm-hmm. dude, hats off to you for doing a great job, man. Yep. I kind of just filled shoes though, Kevin. I did. I didn't do a lot of promoting on my own too, but um, those guys that before me, like my predecessors, they're the ones that gave that event its reputation. Like Dave Williams and Chad Graham and Matt Graham, those guys. That's when I first came into the hobby, and that was the first fun fly I ever went to. And it was an absolute weekend of insanity. Like, every, <laughs> yeah, all pro I mean, dude, there were so many pro pilots there, and it used to be what they call the Robo Cup. Um, so that's why everybody kind of knew that field. Really? Okay. So, yeah, honestly, I've just had to keep it going, but I've made so many great friends doing, like, networking with people, doing that yeah. event. It's been really awesome. Nice. Well, and it's been appreciated because, like I said, even as far as last year, you know, you were still getting guys coming in from all over. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a little disappointed with the pile account last year, but it was the I changed the date, and uh, it was pretty early in the season. And um, well, a lot of people that we talked to said, you know, the reason they didn't go last year was because the year before it was so red hot. They were like, eh, yeah, you know that that came up a lot. I don't know if that was exactly their reason, but that uh, did come up a lot. And so changing it probably helped. Yeah, well, we used to have it late July, and then um, one year we had it late August. And, yeah, it was late August. (laughs) That's rough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm hoping this year we're doing the same. uh, I'm like a a weekend after when I had it last year, so it would be June 29th through July 1st. Yeah, that's my birthday, June 29th. There you go, man. Come down. We'll have a birthday cake for you. Birthday present oh, for me. Boy. We'll land a heli upside down in the birthday cake. How about that? Oh, I can do that. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> and and then we'll have another cake that we can actually eat. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Are you, you, I hope you do calm down, though, because that'll be fun. No, I definitely want to come down for sure, man. Make sure I get, I get you to sit in a chair. We'll have, uh, we'll have Gail sing you happy birthday. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but it would definitely be good times, and you know, you know, <laughs> oh boy, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I think this year I'm gonna try to get. Um, I used to have a guy Dave Halverson come, and uh, he would buddy box people, so I'd get a sign up list, and mm-hmm. anybody walking off the street that just wanted to see what a helicopter felt like, they could sign up on the buddy box sheet and then go back and fly with them. So I yeah. think I'll try to get him back this year. And random heli usually comes, and they usually put up money for. Like the auto contest and things of that nature. Nice. Sweet, man. Yeah, it's going to definitely be an event. So so you said uh, first, was it last weekend of June? June 29th yeah. to the 1st, right? To the 1st, right? Yeah. right? I have a lot of constraints Like when I when I pick the date of that because – so you have Urcha, obviously. Yeah. Can't be too close to that. Nobody's going to want to come and nobody's going to want to wreck their stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um. And then at my field, we host, we put on Warbirds over Delaware. Oh, right. Our membership is so large, they close down the field. Like when I have HOD, the field is closed from Wednesday to Monday. Okay. 
to any just open flyers in the club. So I have to be two weeks apart from any other event. All right. They close the field for that too. And you got to give some guys some time to fly in between. Okay. Um, and then obviously other events like last year, I didn't realize it. I didn't do my homework enough, but I go on the heli freak and the, and the, uh, run riders and all that and see an AMA to see what other events are in my area that are sanctioned mm-hmm. or even uh, w- near me that I know people would go to. And I missed one in North Carolina. That was, uh, it was like the second year, but it was a pretty popular one. Everybody kind of liked it. So I, mi- I, I, I lost a lot of the Southern guys because they all went to that one. Right. So this year I'm not around any, I don't think. And I went through multiple lists. You're around a free fall. <laughs> I know. Well, he yeah, but see, originally when I picked that, I thought he said you were talking like the fifteenth or something or the sixteenth. No, I mean the day was pretty arbitrary. Like I just kind of picked it out of a hat. I you know tell you the truth. Um, you know the, my event is, is it's small and I don't mind it being small, like thirty forty pilots tops. So it's not something that I want to. I don't want to compete, obviously, with any other events, but it's, you know, if people can't make it, you know, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Like, it's I'm not, not okay. Wait, what's no. the date? <laughs> it's July 7th and 8th, so it's the weekend after. Oh, shit. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. No, no, it's fine, because I heard you're bringing your light tower. Hmm? 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 I am, yeah. That's all. I nudge, nudge. <laughs> yeah. I'll keep it. I'll just keep it on my truck the whole week. Yeah, because we're, we're planning on doing a night fly, and I already spoke to... Uh, I got. I'm gonna. I gotta talk to the the actual club itself, like during our April meeting this uh, coming up. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I spoke with the old club president, who's been kind of organizing this with me, and he's like, "Yeah, go for it." You know, I'll let the town know as long as the town knows. Like a couple weeks ahead, they don't care. So we got we got the camping permit for two. You know, to do a two day event and. And, you know, because it's a state, it's technically like a state owned. So we have to get a permit for cooking and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, no, yeah it's, I uh, the same thing. Cause I'm mine's my, my property is state property too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, awesome, dude. I think it's great. I, uh, yeah, because when he, when we were originally talking and I talked to Rob a while back and he was, I thought you had picked like, I thought it was early in June you were doing it. Yeah. Normally last year we did it in like, June, mid June or early June, I think. Yeah, I think it was, it was the middle it was of June. Year, year, yeah. Next year, yeah, it was a couple weeks before or something like that. Mm-hmm. It just makes it a busy month for all of us. Yeah, you know, <laughs> which is okay. I mean, you know, it's the summer. It's like shit. You know, it's good to be busy. It's not, you know, life gets a little <laughs> boring sometimes. So, yeah. so it's good. Uh cool. After that, I'll probably lay low for the rest of July, though, because then first week of August, we're going to... It's Urcha, yeah. And I'm going to Urcha this year. I already that took is, the time that, off. Are you riding so. out with me or with Rob? Uh, I'm probably going to fly and, and rent a car to get my butt to Urcha or to the actual AMA field, Muncie. Um, and primarily, it's just, you know, it's it's already going to be four people in, in the truck, and I mean, to tell you the truth, I don't like sitting in a car for more than a couple hours, like five hours even 10 is kind of doable but it's pushing it i don't i don't like s as kevin every time we go like to ohio i'm like let's stop <laughs> let's stop for food let's stop for this because i need to like i want to stretch my legs i need to you know uh i don't like sitting still that long or or i pass out so <laughs> i'm gonna fly out but i will be staying in the camper with you guys i think uh i'm taking the last bed or spot or whatever so Sweet. 
you know, unless Kevin goes out and wants to rent a hotel room, then then that's fine. I'll, you know, whatever, whatever is to get Kevin out there to come. Yeah, <laughs> I, I gotta see. I gotta see what's gonna be happening. Hell, because once I get down there with Rob, uh huh, they might have an extra bed because they camp right on site too. So, um, they might have an extra bed I can sleep in, and I'll just wait. Jump. Who's that? I think you said Gail. Oh, Gail. Okay, yeah, you got cut off there. For at least, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure we can figure something out. It's it's so much fun there, dude. Yeah. It's the premier event in the U.S. for that, right? I mean, like, yeah, granted, it's probably heavily commercialized, but because it's heavily commercialized, there's a lot of vendors, there's a lot of sponsors, a lot of pilots, a lot of people. Like, just, you know, it's a massive event, right? I mean, so. It's awesome. It's massive. And yeah, I mean, even people are saying, sorry. Party on Friday is insane. Yeah? Yeah, dude. They made these rum balls, man. Like, <laughs> It's just these people, and they they ask for donations to 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 join in, but they have the hugest spread of food you would not believe. Drinks, they have a huge bonfire going. They bring the light tower down right in front of their tent, so you can light fly right out in front. And then it's just food, music, drinks, your rum balls. It's insane. <laughs> it was so much fun. Nice, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, so I can't wait. I'm gonna. Yeah, it should be some good times. I'm uh, I'm excited. It's my first Urcha event. You're bringing your golf cart again too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, good. I heard I heard we need that, and I don't want to end up having to like spend a lot of money on renting one. Yeah, I am down. I can't wait. I got a couple of trips like that, you know. Well, I got I got that's that's the big event, and then you know, obviously there's gonna be the the spring fling and the fall mow down your event. My event and Chris Riber's event; those are like the kind of ones that I want to definitely hit up. You should try to make it up to uh, Riber's event, though. Uh, those are two. There's two actually up that I, w- I want to try to make it to Phenom this year and there. Uh huh. Yeah, Phenom is what that's like more Boston or more Massachusetts area. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then Riber's is more uh, Buffalo, New York area or up there Rochester. Rochester. Yep. I mean, I like up in that general direction is what I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely should make that. It's definitely a fun event. I probably, um, will. I'll probably end up going to Rob's and then staying yeah. overnight there and then driving up with him from there because he's a couple hours from me. So, okay, nice, sweet. All right, so let's move on to news and announcements. All right, news and announcements. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, Fred. <laughs> Fred scrambling back to the microphone. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm trying to finish the food in my mouth. Uh, no worries. Um, I'm not editing anything. I'm leaving no, all in. And I've been. I'm on this diet, dude. I can't snack at night, man. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. I looked at myself in the mirror a couple. Oh weeks yeah. Ago, sitting down in the chair, and I was like, "There's no." And I get winded, cut tying my shoes. I'm like, "Nah, I'm done." So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah when, when you're hopping from tying your shoes, yeah, it's it's the diet time. Right. Yeah. yeah, I've been on a diet. It sucks. <laughs> Not me. I just don't I mean, eat it sucks, anything. But, well, yeah. Well, that's 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 kind of the diet I'm on. <laughs> you got to eat no, soup for I, lunch. That's my secret, man. I eat uh, soup for lunch, and uh, I walk three miles a day in Manhattan with 50 pounds of tools on my back. There you go. Nice. Then I come home and eat what I want. So yeah. anyways, that's not a news or an announcement. <laughs> <laughs> it could be an announcement, I guess. <laughs> well, one thing I saw in the news was uh, Motion RC is getting heavily into scale helicopters, man. What? Big time in scale helis. Yeah. Roll band uh, kits. Roll band mm-hmm. kits, yep. 
I saw a lot of scale fuselages and complete yeah, yes. kits too, man. Well, complete, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the kind of like how um, what the hell is that? RC Aerodyne. RC Aerodyne, yep. Yeah, with the super scales, like basically everything. You know, your mechanics, your body, your scale details, all that stuff. And strangely enough, I heard about this from the RC After Hours guys. They were talking mm. about helicopters for mm. quite a while. They, on, they do love their motion RC. Yeah. Yes. Yep, yep. Motion RC is, is I like motion RC. I think they're doing a pretty good, good job, man. I like their site, and uh, I was... Kind of looking over the uh, scale 500 fuselages because I have that 500 heli that I bought last year at the Adams RC or, or Atoms, not Adams. I've been, I've been Atoms. Atoms. Yeah. Like Adams. atomic. Atomic. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jason. Yeah. So I, I had bought that, that uh, 500, you know, clone and I was looking at uh-huh. the Airwolf frame. It was only like 150 bucks. Nice. I was looking at it. I didn't buy it. I was looking at it. <laughs> yeah airwolf the fall guy macgyver mm-hmm. yeah man and the other announcement i have or news whatever you want to talk whatever you want to call it is uh i was listening to some there's there's some rumblings in the ft community about flight test may give ama type coverage a look and they might look into doing that down the road wow you know, you know how fred we were talking about you know, you just need to be a community-based organization that's supplying, you know, some form of insurance. Mm-hmm. A flight test said that uh, they didn't come out and say it, but they, the way that they were talking on a, on one of the podcasts was like, you know, they, they might actually look into that. I mean, they kind of they kind of fit well, that bill, though. They, no? they throw a lot of ideas around. They do, but but, I've, but Bixler usually follows through on something when he has his sights on it. Like I know he's had this destination thing you know this yeah. this one area in in mind for at least since 2013-14 yeah it's been a while so who knows you know down the road they might they might offer up some form of uh you know community-based insurance oh yeah the insurance thing would be fairly easy i mean if they could show that they had a, a customer base it's just a matter of teaming up with a insurance company that'd be willing to do it yeah um and heck who knows it might be the same company that gives it to the ama absolutely sure. yeah mm-hmm because the AMA is working with an insurance company to do commercial drone insurance now, so these insurance companies are starting to look at this as a as you know a little bit more viable of an option. So that's all I got for news and announcements. I do have one thing that we got an email for. Okay, oh. uh, Jeremy Bencourt uh, wanted us to share his event, and that's located in Central California. It is the third annual Rotor Rally. And that's April 27th through 29th, hosted by the Turlock RC Club off of Highway 99-165 Lander Avenue, 519 Greenway Avenue. I don't know. There's a lot of avenues there <laughs> in Turlock, California. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, it's a $25 registration fee. There's lunch Friday, Saturdays, live DJs, raffles after dinner, overnight camping, no hookups. Uh, it's a wide open space, 1,800 square feet, paved runway, all skill level encouraged. And they have a whole slew of um, sponsors, you know, all the, your, your common ones, right? Like Align, Revelatrix, A-Main, Enterprise, SAB, Cyclone, Expert, Mikado, Only Fine Helis, Hobbywing, Heli Direct, Micro Heli, BK Servo, Spartan, Flybrows, Zeal Blades, and High on Helis. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, just, you know, it's 
big a lot of spectator areas there's night flying they're gonna have top local factory polish show up so uh definitely check it out i'm sure you can i'm sure this is on rc flight deck if not there is uh an email address uh the cd is david bedencourt and uh yak yak 55 at charter.net is his email so if you want more information uh, i'll also take this and post it on our free fall page uh when the podcast is released so that way you know they get some uh you know oh, there you coverage go. there you said 1800 square feet did you mean 1800 foot runway <laughs> yeah i was about to say it was 1800 square feet doesn't seem like a lot no, not when my house is 750 square feet. It says wide open space, 1800 feet. So I'm just reading the flyer. <laughs> I don't know if they have a typo there. Yeah, it's That's probably, probably 1800. 1800 feet across. Yeah, probably quarter mile runway or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the picture looks big. You know, uh, the runway looks Huge, big. Considering that each flight station is usually only a couple hundred feet wide. Yeah, yeah. So. I think that um, there, it, it looks like an actual like abandoned, not abandoned, but a decommissioned airport runway. You know, okay. there's markings on it, and it's huge. It's long, so yeah, so it's probably eighteen hundred feet wide on the runway. Unless you're at Neff, Ron, indoor, then your then your flight station is fifteen by fifteen by fifteen triangle. It's a triangle, yeah, and it's fifteen feet. Hey, yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what. When you first start flying helis. 200-foot square box is like a 15-by-15 box. (laughs) Yeah. I was scared. Uh That's the first time I ever had to fly in between two cones. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm still – I still get, like, a little freaked out. Even even if the flight box is being, you know, a decent size these days at most fun flights, I'm just – I don't know. I just – I because people always cross over them, and I'm like, (laughs) I get get nervous. That's what my oxy's for. You can cross over all you want. Well, the oxys, I don't care. It's just, you know, when I'm flying my 700s, yeah. that's that's the stuff I care. You know, because I don't even know. Sometimes I feel like I might be going out of my box just because, you know. Well, this yeah. will shut down all the flight stations on the main runway. Oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, hold yeah. on. Land. Everybody land. Steve. Everybody land. Steve's out. <laughs> all right. Check out his hovering. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 45 degrees. <laughs> oh, shit. He's no Zed. <laughs> nah. Oh, man. That'd be funny. <laughs> Don't do that, please. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other news or announcements? Nope. Nope. Oh, actually, I got one more thing. <laughs> yeah, so the Free Forestry Podcast. <laughs> Fun All right, dude. Um, yeah, This year is the first year we're actually sanctioned. So I, I'm co-CDing it, but the, the primary CD is our friend Rob McToon. Nice. And uh, it is on the books in AMA for July 7th and 8th. So it's a Saturday and Sunday. I know it's kind of, you know, it's not the traditional Friday, Saturday, Sunday or anything like that. But, uh, you know, we're expanding. Last year was just Saturday. Now we're doing Saturday, Sunday. Maybe next year we'll expand it to Friday too. Um, you know, it's, it's more of the, the help and time to run the event, like at the event that, that uh, you know, we always kind of have a little trouble with. It's like... You know, who's going to do the food and the raffles and stuff and all, you know, like having one person manage all that is, is very difficult. So, so you, we're going to, you yeah. know, you have a Boy Scout organization near you. Uh, Rob is. Yeah, I know. I know Rob was part of the whole Boy Scout stuff with Devin. So, dude, I have to come up and do mine and I sell the dinner tickets. Right. And then yeah, I, yeah. they charge me $15 a plate. So then I just pay them. However many dinner tickets I sold them out of, the, out of my funds, 
and mm-hmm. cook dinner for everybody. You don't have to worry about the food yourself. You don't have to worry about anybody cooking it. They clean up. They pack up. They get rid of their trash. Yeah, and they're they're you know uh, non not for profit too. So like that probably work. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we'll figure something out though for sure. I think that's it. Okay. Yeah. Let's move on to what's next for you in the hobby then. What's next for you, Fred? Ooh, let's see. What did I write down here? Nothing. Yep, that's pretty much what I got. Oh, dude, you're killing me. So, someone added my thing to say. Oh, I can't read what it says. Somebody said "fly!" Exclamation oh. point. Oh, oh, yeah. Maybe I'll try that. Here, can, can you read that? <laughs> that's what I got on my plate right now. Um, yeah, if I can get some time in, you know, I, I still want to do some stuff. I've been, like I said, working with the TDC on some things. Mm-hmm. Um, but it free time has not been available. Yeah. Take that whoop for a lap around, man. Yeah. 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 The trees are greening up here. I mean, it's gorgeous. The, I mean, all the stuff's in bloom. You know, flowers are out. Leaves are on the tree. Oh, you guys la, just la, got- la, 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 la. Oh, I'm trying not to hear that because I have still a foot of snow in my driveway. Yeah. But I bet where you're going down there at uh, Port St. Lucie is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's not for another couple of years, dude. So I'm, I'm still going to be shoveling. <laughs> I'm in better shape than I was two weeks ago. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> that was a lot of snow. So what are you going to be doing, Steve? Uh, let's see. So, yeah. So before, you know, I was saying that I have all these silver lines and mini V bars and all this uh, stuff, used stuff that I got. I need to get them all registered. I need to get them all upgrade 6.0 so that way I could um, just plug them in and set them up on the V control. So I'll get that going. I'm going to get them all prepped for V-Plane because they're not going in any LAs. Those are all going in my my plane, so I don't have to carry my DX9 around anymore um, nice. when I want to fly an airplane. So that's going to go in the, what is that? Um, I still have that simple cub from Flight Test, so I'll probably put a mini V-Bar in there, I'm thinking. Um, that that uh, Escapade I have that I want to use for pattern flying, I'm, I'm going to put that, you know, put a silver line in that. I gotta fix. I gotta not fix. I gotta finish the Viget. I have like yeah. literally two things. To, I just I just hot glue it on. Like I have two things to glue on. Like I don't know why I'm. I, I think I'm. I'm <laughs> I think internally, subconsciously, I'm like stalling because it's like I put a lot of time in it and, I, I, and it's pretty cool looking. And, you know, even not painted, but I don't want to. I don't want to drive it in. <laughs> you you know? won't drive it in, dude. I don't know. I don't know. It's it seems very experimental for me to to have like this. This is my first, you know, fiberglass wrap foam board plane that I've made. You know, so it's like all the time and effort, and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna take off, and like it's just gonna nose bright into the ground. You know, so I'm thinking like, you know, maybe I should just get some landing gears built on it, so at least I could try to taxi it and then take off. But nah, screw it. I'll, I'll get it done. As soon as the nicer weather comes, because I don't want to suck in any snow or, you know. No, no. So, and then ADF. So, but uh, that and, yeah, and get one of those uh, server lines ready for my scale heli. Because nice. I'm going to, I'm going to actually take a lot of that apart. I'm going to take the head off, take the top cover off. I'm going to, you know, it's an Alliance 700 airframe in there or mechanics in there. And with the Alliance, they have like that plastic nose thing for like where you mount your fly rails unit and also your um align tune one or you know any of those accessories i'm going to take it and chop it off 
just so I could mount the flybrows unit and that's it, or just a gyro for the flybrows unit on the silver line. Because uh, I want to kind of hide the mechanics so that I can, in front of that, have enough room to put in like a little, you know, scale cockpit. So I'm going to try to, you know, with the 3D printer and see what I can design, try to kind of get some uh, scale details put in for that in the cockpit side. Cool. So I want to take like, you know, I got to take pretty much the hell of, like almost not take the whole airframe out, but just kind of take a lot of it apart. So, and of course that's in a garage that I have no room because I have crap everywhere. Um, insulation and sheetrock to do, you know, to finish the garage. I just have all that crap sitting on the side. So, so, um, eventually this is, this is like next couple months with that scale heli I'm going to work on. Uh, and then besides that, I want to fly. I'm just, I'm, I'm, just itching to fly. I'm itching to fly every every day. I think when I go on my sabbatical, I'm going to fly every other day, just whether it's at the park or at the field. I'm just going to go fly. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to do that when I go on my sabbatical. <laughs> well, you're going to retire, and then you'll be, it's going to be great because you'll be Bite able to fly tongue, every dude. day. I'm never going to retire. I can't retire. Are you kidding? You can't retire. Look at the way I spend money. I'm never retiring. No. That's a given. You said that a few podcasts ago. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. I'm surprised your son's not working right now. Dude. <laughs> What's right? he two? He should be out with a head of a paper uh, route he's, or something. He's turning, he's turning one in three weeks. Oh, uh, okay. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, and and I'm already like, boy, you need to start walking your butt to the bathroom and and you doing your business there because diapers are expensive. I'm tired of paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, like, he's starting start to walk around a little. Like you know, he has to hold like the wall or the table, but he can walk around. Uh, I'm just like, here, grab my hand. You need to walk to the bathroom. Come on, let's do this. <laughs> you know, oh boy. Oh, God. Anyways, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So what's next for you, Kevin? Uh hopefully I be flying something on Sunday. It's supposed to be nice Sunday, like almost awesome. fifty degrees. Really? Oh yeah, we're yeah. fine. So we're going to hopefully be doing some flying and, uh, I should have my 3D printer fixed and back printing more stuff, dude. Yes. Back better than ever, dude. You got to see the print. Uh, I, now that I know more about 3D printing and know more about the settings, like with mm-hmm. the, with the Lutzbot mini there, I, uh, I lowered my, my height, my layer height to like 2.0 or mm-hmm. whatever. Point 0.20. 0. Yeah. Instead of 0.25, I think I can even do 0.3 or 0.4, but uh, I, I, I normally I print at 0.3. I lowered it to, to 0.2, and it's amazing, dude, the the quality it pumps out. And I didn't have to do that. I just was messing around. I said, you know, it's going to take four hours anyways to print out a couple of these parts, you know, at mm-hmm. 50% infill. I might as well just print it out, you know, try a couple other things out. So, uh, yeah, it, it's hopefully get that thing back in, 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 uh, in running order soon. Yeah. Nice. Today, uh, tomorrow or the next day. Yeah. And I'll print out some more parts to the plane. Awesome. I read, I redid the bed while I was at it because my yeah. bed, I kind of jaggedly cut out a piece of glass because th- th- that's how I, I do these type so you of projects. Cut your like own, you cut your own glass for that. Yeah. I had to custom cut like a piece from Home Depot uh, huh. on top of the bed and I just kind of like taped it in, you know, cause I, now I'm, I'm in the stage I'm in. I don't know whether it's going to work or not. So, you know, I, I just put it in there and tape it in and it, it works. And now I'm rolling with it and I'm printing like tons of stuff. So then I had this opportunity that it's down. I'm like, you know, I'm going to custom cut a nice piece of glass to 
you know, fit the bed. And now it's even larger. You know, it's what is it now? It, it was about it was about seven by seven. And now it's like eight by seven and three quarters. It's almost eight by eight now because I went to the full size of the, the heated bed. And I got those I got those little clippy things, you know, on the side holding it in. The little binder clips. Yeah. So I'm curious um, because I, I recently went with the like I've been modding my 3D printer like crazy. And um, I noticed that the aluminum heated bed was warping. So yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to go with the glass top, right? That's kind of the way to go. What thickness glass did you go with? Because um, I didn't know, like, I didn't want to go to home. Well, I was at Walmart and I was like, I'm curious. Let me find a picture frame that's eight by eight. And I found one. Okay. You know, because that's, that's close to 220 millimeters um, square. So I was like, you know, oh, screw it. I bought this thing for $4, you know, better that home little work. thing. And I, and I, you know, it's a thin piece of glass though. And it came with two sheets because it's like a front and back end. But, uh, I was I'd like, say eighth inch. Yeah. Is, that's is, what this is about. Okay. It yeah, transmits the heat really well. And it, it and, and I don't even use hairspray. Like I just, just first it just mashes into the glass and it sticks. I use, um, a glue stick when I'm doing some of the stuff. Okay. And then, and then, you know, once you apply that glue stick a few times, it, it's got like the residue constantly on there. So, yeah, oh, okay. mine, mine's been printing really good. Uh, and I, the, you know, yeah, you showed me a picture of, of the, the wire management you printed out, which I want to, yeah. I want to do. And then I want to print out little like thumb wheels for each, each leveling side. Yep. That's what I did I, too. Yep. I don't know how yours is mine since, since it's a, you know, scratch built. I just have, you know, the, m3 heads coming up through in each corner i don't know if they recessed it like bugle heads and recessed it on yours i was thinking about redoing it something like that as well but i'm just gonna go with the i mean it's been printing good i have the size i need you know with the with the the heads sticking up through so i don't know what yours how your setup is they're they're receded they're in there they're um they're like what a the 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 screw heads are kind of like a cone shape i forgot what yeah, the bugle heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then on the bottom are wing nuts, which um, I printed out round, like nubby adapters. Yeah, so that way it's easy to turn with your fingers and a wing nut. You know, especially when a wing nut gets a certain angle, and it's like hard to grab. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's these little ones that I can I print it out, and you just attach them to the wing nuts and screw them in, and they work. They work awesome because they're really easy to find new um, adjust the bed while you're printing that first layer. Yeah. So, and so you know, do that. I've had, I've had good luck print after print, just even with the, you know, it's sticking to the bed and sticking to the nozzle and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been cranking the prints out and it just, uh, it just so happened at this time that, you know, I, I can't remember whether I used ABS or PLA originally. I think it might have been PLA. Uh, but this time I definitely printed ABS parts and, you know, like I said, smaller layer height. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty heavy duty now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think one of the the best things I printed out though is gotta be the spool holder on top. I don't know where you have your spool. Yeah, on top. Yeah. Oh, I printed just, two. I printed two arms, and it's uh-huh. real simple. And each arm yeah. has two ball bearings, or you know, bearings on it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's so smooth, dude. It's it's great. It's awesome. It's, it's the best thing because you don't have to put the stupid rod through the thing and and then like yeah. tighten the bolts and then put it on the spool holder. Like the spool just rests on these four wheels, the four ball bearings, you know, with the little covers over them. And I love that, like, it's, as it needs more filament. It just kind of rolls a little bit and it's so smooth. It, it works so yeah. much. And the width of mine, I'm actually going to print out more of those ball bearing covers because it just uses, you know, the skateboard ball bearings, uh, whatever the size is. 
What's great about it is I could fit three spools up there if I wanted to. Oh, nice. So I could make a quick like, okay, I'm printing this and then I need to print in PT, PTG, up, you know, or this color. Like I could quickly, while the screw is hot, just pull out the thing, plug in a new one and then and just continue printing the job, you know, or move on to the next job before anything cools off. It's great. Nice. Yeah, yeah. A little bit about 3D printers again. <laughs> cool. Ron, what are you going to be up to? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This weekend, I'm going to be replacing all the plumbing in my house. But uh, yeah, that's right. year, I'm just going to focus on uh, really, um, really focus on my flying. But I want to take it back to more basic stuff and becoming more smooth, like 3D. But I want to be precise and smooth. So I'm going to scale it back probably a little bit. I mean, I'm still going to have fun, obviously, but. My anytime flying when I'm just getting flights in, I'm gonna focus on doing that. And then um, I don't know. I got like I, I definitely uh, I am building a, um, a hobby room in the basement. Uh, with, that's part of this whole plumbing deal. Is I'm putting the plumbing above the rafters so I can drywall. Okay. Um, so after that, I'm gonna be doing building a, a nice hobby room down here and uh, and a theater room. So nice. Yeah, Sweet. doing that kind of stuff. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't really have much time for the 3D printer stuff or any of that. I do as much as I can, but um, yeah. yeah. Well, if you need any 3D printer, just let us know. <laughs> yeah, I definitely will. I definitely will. It's a crazy. It's crazy how far it's advanced just in the last few years. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's still highly experimental, but it's more reliable than ever now. Yeah. 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 Not not much, man. I'm gonna keep it simple. I'm I'm gonna. Uh, I got a lot of work to do around the house this year, and um, and uh, but I, I do want to get my flying in. I got a bunch of events that I want to attend, and mm-hmm. Taiwan's going to be on my list for this year, so I'm trying to make it over to Taiwan in September. Nice. Let me know cool. what the plane tickets are. <laughs> I think Derek oh, that he got his for like a little over six last year. Wow. No way. That's cheap. Yeah, it was really cheap. So, be like, uh, hey, wife, let's go to Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, I already told her. Uh, she's she's down. So that's yes. why I, I told her that we were actually going to go out. Me and her were going to go to Vegas, and I didn't realize that um, when we looked at when Dale rele- or Gail released the dates, it's the same weekend as my daughter's birthday. So ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. So we scrapped that. But yeah, she's she's definitely interested in going to Taiwan. So that's cool. Nice, awesome. Is it? Are we ready to wrap it up? We're ready. You ready, Fred? R- 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 wrap it up. <laughs> yes, Fred. <laughs> we're, we're on the wrap up now. <laughs> wrap it up. Okay, we are Facebook likes. We are at seven hundred and fifty-seven plus nice. six this week. Wow! And I got six names. Nice. Whoa. Double wow! Yeah, I recognize some of these names too. Okay, let's cue the music. We have Matthew Cote. Charles Crespo Sr. That name should ring a bell. Uh, Jacob Davis. Chris Ballard. Oh, wait. No, these last two names. I read this one. I definitely remember Brian Concierge. Yeah. And what about this one? Dan Zimmerman. I don't know if we read that one. Yeah. Because you asked if Brian was actually a concierge. Concierge, yeah. Concierge. Hmm. Okay. Well... Alright, well, it's, it's still better now. But it's good. We got six Damn. more likes this week, so thank you, everyone. Yeah. 
All right. Facebook comments. Our Facebook comments, dude. I had a few comments back and forth with one of our listeners from the other side of the globe, Mark Ritchie. And uh, he was at work and uh, he said to me, um, he just wanted to know how it was going. Super busy over in Australia, getting flying with, with at DACA and Sundays and all that stuff. He said, uh-huh. he said he heard about me talking about CA and the tip getting all stuck and clogged. Mm-hmm. And he he asked me if I tried to keep it in the fridge. He said uh, that'll stop it from going off, especially the thick CA. Really, the, the cap seems to just break away and and come off the tip. So thanks for the tip, uh, Mark. Nice. And then I got another um, uh, instant message from Andy Ross. I'm sorry, guys. I don't keep up with the instant message as, as much as I should. Sometimes it's like a week later before I'm like, oh, crap. But yeah, Andy Ross was like, um, I found myself yelling at the radio like Fred used to. You never heard of Flex Innovations. And he said that he's alone, alone in his truck yelling, damn it, Kev. I told you about Flex Innovations when and their awesome planes when he was on the show. Yeah. That's- you freaking you knucklehead. That's that's uh my Cessna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I just didn't. I I guess I just didn't Not draw a line that. between the two. Yeah, yeah, but I think he said he had a couple of flex innovation planes. Yeah, like the big ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got Andy that. Did, yep. Like the Mamba. Yep. Yeah. So thanks, Andy. It was good to hear from both those guys. Uh, I know that wasn't like free fall, face uh, Facebook page, but um, that was um you know directly they they uh, sent it to me, so I I made a note about it, mm-hmm. and then we also heard from Chad. Uh, we got a nice comment from Chad. Yep. I was actually trying to find that. Yeah, he posted, uh, been meaning to do this for a while first because I love you guys, even though I've spent enough on a hobby and don't want to get started in helis. Second, you damn banter is the best. (laughs) 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 Finally, so I can hear Steve butcher my name. Okay, let me butcher your name. Chad Servinsky. Did I butcher it? I don't think you butchered it. You didn't even raise the pitch your voice at the end there uh so let me let me do in true free forest fashion chad sir sir servinsky better there you go <laughs> yeah even um tim sweet commented and <laughs> yeah. said it's pronounced servinsky yeah s-i-r-v-i-n-s-k-e-e <laughs> you know when, when i first saw his name i thought of um that movie caddyshack and uh, Rodney Dangerfield's character was Al Cervex. And I thought of that <laughs> real quick because didn't he have that on like a billboard or something for his, uh, his yeah, real yeah. estate his company real estate or, or whatever? No, construction company, what development construction company. Construction company, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what, when I first saw it real quick, I was like, oh, that looks like that. But yeah, thanks, Chad. Thanks for the kind words. Thanks for commenting, man. Mm-hmm. And thanks for liking us on Facebook. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. All right. Uh, do we have any other comments you want to mention not unless you saw anything jim lockwood oh did you want to mention that yeah all right i'm gonna look up Podbean while you're mentioning that <laughs> mentioning that mentioning that mentioning all right yeah so jim lockwood he said i'm so proud to be a spader great discussion proud of you guys so it's uh that was the that was our spader. david episode yeah spatter 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 spader spads or spad or <laughs> yeah no that was a good episode was, uh i still want to bring i still want to build one of those planes just because i want to bring it to neff and oh yeah you know combat it <laughs> i 
They I just want to build well, something dude. out of plastic that you put a nitro engine on. I think that was crazy. That man. is pretty cool. Yeah. Sorry, Fred. Oh, no, it's quite right. I'll, I'll get blamed for talking over you. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, Fred, you didn't know that Kevin was going to talk right after you said your first word? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All uh, right, so let's see here. Uh, website comments. Oh yeah, I forgot. Well, did, we don't have a did website. Fred, <laughs> did Fred say what he was going to say? I think so. No. Okay. All right. So I am still working on the website. I need some information and pictures um, from my fellow podcasters so I could get that up there. So the the whole Squarespace thing. Uh, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna. Like it just the trial just expired. I renewed it for another five more days so I could work on it. But um, yeah, I think I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna build the site up and we'll see how it works out. Okay, all right. Alrighty. People of Podbean. People of Podbean. We had the RC element liked episode one fifteen XL nut. Yuzamil Abazi <laughs> started following me, and I just turned around to look because he just started following me two minutes ago. <laughs> really. And- and that was it. That's all I saw on Podbean. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, iTunes review. I think we have two new iTunes reviews. What? If not, I'm going to read them anyways. If they, <laughs> if I've read them already, I'm going to read them anyways. This one's t- this one's by Rookie seventeen nine sixty, um, and he writes a great bunch of guys who love the RC hobby. And uh, he also wrote at this point after meeting a few of the members in person, I can say they're really great bunch of guys doing their part to spread the hobby it's fun hearing them learn as they go and then sharing the knowledge with the listening audience i had uh we had some great guests come along and get real technical on a few topics which is awesome keep keep it up and hope to hear a bunch of more shows see you guys around the fun flies nice. five stars from Ooh. rookie 17960 uh, so I don't think I read that one. Nope. No, I don't recall that one. Awesome. And Dan Listener uh, wrote a review called Dr. Crash a lot. And he writes, help, help, help. You guys are <laughs> <laughs> you guys are killing it. This is my favorite podcast. I can't fly. Oh, when I can't fly, it's the next best thing. This podcast is smart, informative, funny, and funny. Thanks, Kevin. Oh, thanks. Chris is the man. Keep up the good work and don't be afraid to fly a little closer to the deck. After 115 flights, you can take some chances. Mm, okay, five stars. Thanks, Dan. Nice. Listener. Thank you. Nice. Uh, awesome. I don't know what he meant by um. Sounds like a, you don't be, a previous podcast, maybe. Yeah, did Chris say something about having 115 flights and not being able to fly close to the ground or something? I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. I only hear these damn podcasts three times. You would think I would listen to all of them and know that somebody mentioned flex innovations for crying out loud uh, well thanks thanks for the comments guys thanks for uh reviewing us on itunes we really appreciate it yes. and we love hanging out with you guys yeah yeah even you bill ah uh, boy you had to you had to give it to him huh <laughs> fred's like eh. giving him free plugs <laughs> giving him a free plug yeah <laughs> I do every a- episode. <laughs> I was going to go a totally different way with that, but okay. Uh, <laughs> I want to thank you, Ron, for taking the time to come on our show and uh, sharing your experience. Absolutely, man. Yeah, Ron. Yeah, man, appreciate it. And uh, you know, we appreciate all you do for the hobby, and and you know, 
it was awesome. Like it really was like something, you know, to to let's let's say like I don't know something out of disbelief that like you know we were at our fun fly last year and Kevin was having some motor issues with his uh, 700N and you're like, man, let's drop the motor, let's take a look. You know? Yeah, dude, without missing a beat, it yeah. was like. Let me let me just let's pull this up here and start ripping it apart, dude. Really appreciate it. I gotta get that. I gotta figure out what's going on. I got a re- couple of parts I gotta replace on that thing, just the the cup and all that, and get that back flying. Yeah, yeah man. Shit, I mean, fly for you. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't pick up on that, did you? No, I, I didn't hear you. I thought I you said skip. I said bring it up to me. I'll crash it. I mean, fly it for you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, the crash part got <laughs> it glitched out a little. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah, bring it, bring it, any, bring it to HOD, bring it wherever we're going to see each other next at, at uh, free fall, wherever, man. We'll we'll work on it, get it flying right. If I know what you need ahead of time, I got I got spare parts for a V1 you would not believe, and I don't have any use for them anymore because I don't own a V1 anymore. So, well, I'm sure okay. Kevin can use a lot of that. <laughs> I got boxes and boxes of parts, dude. Like, are you uh, actually? Let me ask you: Are you going to Spring Fling? Yeah. I think that's the next event, right, for us in this area to go down to. Uh, unless you're going to New York to spool up, but uh, I'm actually I didn't realize uh, Easter oh, first weekend in April this year, so I just yeah be away. Yeah, Saturday. Right. I was really wanting to go there too. Yeah, yeah, that's actually my son's birthday, my first his first birthday, so I can't go. And then that Sunday I fly out for a vac- family vacation. So yeah, nice. His first birthday and his second job, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotta start him young you know Don't. steve's like did you learn how to poop yet get <laughs> better, in there <laughs> better better soon yeah, man. thank thank you guys man for everything you do because spreading the word like this is um something that we didn't have when i first started out you know what i mean so it definitely uh, gives people that are in rural areas that don't have a lot of people around them to fly um a chance to be involved in the community that yeah. is great it should be shared with everybody you know definitely hell yeah definitely you know, and that's that's this whole, you know, the whole listener series is that that's what that was about, you know, to just like, hey, people want to share their experience. Let's get them on the show and share it, you know. Absolutely. Definitely. Cool. All right. All right. Drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Uh, website. It's a work in progress, so not going to plug that. But say hi to Chris Rybert anyways. Hi, Chris. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah. Uh, flight test forums, off the field, audio and video production, other than flight test podcast, free for RC podcast, sitting next to our friends, the FT Community Cast. If I told Mike. RCHeliHangouts.com forum under RCHeliHangouts main section, podcast corner, free for RC podcast, sitting next to our friends, the RC Heli Hooligans podcast. Hey, Walt and Ed. And, and, and the full pitch heli podcast. Javier and Jimmy. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Fred. <laughs> <laughs> I want to also, uh, you know, congrats, Javier, for uh, joining uh, SAB USA. Yes. Yeah. Congrats, congrats Javier. Yeah, he is a, he's a big, big one of the, I think, in my opinion, one of the biggest fans of SAV Goblin helicopters. So, so very fitting. Awesome, man. I, I need a two bladed head for my 570, Javier. Um, 
this is how you do it, right? <laughs> speak into the microphone? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's, that, that's how you, you compliment him first, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. I did. I said congrats. <laughs> and then that's how you. That's how you stop becoming a, a, a field rep or a pilot for a, a sponsor by <laughs> next podcast will be and Javier is no longer an SAB <laughs> team member. But thanks for the parts, Javier. No, no, no. Of course not. <laughs> nah, you know I'm joking around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. So thank you again, Ron. Thanks to all the listeners. Free our skies and we'll see you next time. See you. Bye. Take care. See you, friend. Alright, see ya. Damn, who dropped off already? Did someone drop off? I thought I heard. Good news. Wasn't me. I guess Ron. But maybe Ron? Yeah. As long as we saw us way off the story. He's got one foot on the door trying to keep that cat inside. Yeah. Get back. Back in. Oh, is it my. Don't no, talk. Yeah. No, he, he, all right. He just texted me. It was fun. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, man. All right. So, so my wife says to me, she says, You're not even talking that much tonight. I said, Huh? It's like that way most weeks. She says, Then what do they fuss about when you're not there? Because <laughs> we love Fred. Yeah. What are you going to do with your phone call, Mr. Anderson, when you're unable to speak? And here's a start to a good podcast. Yeah, it's all downhill from here. All downhill. Well, because I've printed some of the more critical components with 20% infill. And if you guys out there don't understand what that means, uh, then may I suggest 3D printing for dummies. You have a mechanical keyboard? Tell me, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, a gamer's keyboard. Or yeah. what we used to call back in the day, a keyboard. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> right? Uh.